Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Sabaha, everybody. Welcome back to the channel. I first and foremost, I would say sorry for the late start, uh, having some small technical difficulties and an early morning, a uh, little bit of a house cleaning, uh, housekeeping, not cleaning, but you know, essentially things going around the house that I needed to take care of. And uh, let's just make sure we are good. Let's say make sure. Last night I had some nice or interesting uh, technical issues uh, going on, and yeah, so it looks like the the stream is going up. Uh, let me just go ahead and double check here. We'll let you give you guys a few minutes to come in. And uh, oh, you know what? It doesn't show up on my own channel. I, I should be able to log in with somebody else's. Um, it is Saturday morning. Uh, this is August fifteenth. We are in the middle of August, uh, and we are now just going here. Let me just see here. Yep, we are live, and the stream is going good. Um, uh, Majid is in the uh, in the comments. Uh, Sabaha Aditya. Sorry, there was a little bit of a delay there in the way it was actually showing up. Um, all of you guys popped up at the same time, uh, but yeah, no, definitely. Uh, good morning, welcome back, and uh, yeah, uh, some stuff are here. There's some things in this in the stream. Uh, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, Majid uh, Sabaha. Um, so with that being said, it is the 15th of August. Uh, this week has been an interesting week with the tech as T's are going out. Uh, game uh game two uh oh so game game 82 over ain't oh the game ain't over <laughs> okay i got it um the uh the, the major changes this week are going on obviously is that the surface duo from microsoft that was the I, I would say the biggest announcement that came about um we also saw obviously a few videos that i dropped over here and then of course the android 11 uh beta 3 developer preview 3 coming up on the oneplus devices and the reason i'm behind that is the changes that came about with Oxygen OS, um, you know, 11. That's going to be basically the next version of Oxygen OS that we'll be receiving from uh, OnePlus. And we're starting to see some indication that there is going to be a major overhaul in the actual um, overall aesthetics, UI, um, not necessarily on the function level. They're obviously optimizing the function, but at least in the settings, in the overall uh, settings that we saw here. Um, and uh, Angel, uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, Sam, uh, oh yeah, good morning, man. Sam, I saw you updated your uh, your thumbnail, man. Good job, man. Uh, you know, actually, I, honestly, at this point, uh, I would probably say if you need to get it now, get the eight, uh, the eight Pro, because um, I think the overall experience uh, that you're going to get with the eight T Pro won't be that big of a difference. The eight to eight T. The bump is so small, more than likely the 865 plus, but not much enough where I would say yet you'd probably want to wait that long. The 8 Pro is honestly one of the better performers on the market. And with the new version of uh, you know uh, Android 11, that's probably going to be one of the first devices to receive it really close to when the 8T Pro comes out. So I wouldn't really sweat it too much. Um, so Sam, so great. Sam, Sam, Sam looks like he's going to be picking up a duo. And um, actually, let me know in the comments, guys. What do you guys think of that new, uh, you know, the new Surface Duo thing? I'm a little bit conflicted. Um, I think it's a great device from the sense of what we saw with the hinge mechanism, the concept that we go there. But I feel like you know, to a certain point. I feel like you know Microsoft may perfect the system as far as it comes to dual display devices, especially running Android. But I also see like LG did a lot of the groundwork there, and they have a lot of functional things going on. And it's really coming down to a really kind of a split decision: do you go with the Samsung Galaxy Fold 2, which again roughly comes out around the same time, or do you go with the with the Surface Duo? And uh, you know they're Obviously, there's a big difference in price, 2200 to about $1,500. Uh, but after you factor in tax, it's a big expense either way you go. 
And um, it depends on what you're looking for. What camp do you think will feel better? I feel like the durability is definitely going to be on uh, on the ha on the side of the duo. But uh, I'm a little bit uh, in in the middle here. And if Juan Carlos does jump into the live stream later on, I'm sure he'll throw in a few of his cents in there. Um, but yes, uh, so first and foremost, I'll start off by saying this. Uh, we are in California going through a massive heat wave. So if you are in California or anywhere in where there's a lot of heat, regardless of what part of the world you're in, please stay hydrated. Please try to stay cool if you can. And of course, take care of yourself. Do not forget that heat is a big problem. Heat is a big issue. And it is something that we tend to forget about or at least uh, say, oh, don't worry about it. But dehydration is a big factor into a lot of people not feeling well. And it creeps up very quickly on you without you without even paying attention too much to it. Um, so Angel, uh, let's on bring up, uh, Angel. So is the surface, is the surface to, oh, um, is the surface to, I'm going to have a similar functionality to the Samsung DeX, or is it something totally different there, uh, where you can connect to other devices? So the surface to, uh, the surface duo or the surface duo essentially is intended to be, um, it is a phone, by the way, it is actually a phone that you're able to make phone calls from. But I think the experience in the UI is the seamlessness of using um, the Microsoft ecosystem on Android on a dual display. And of course, the seamlessness of transitioning applications uh, and also the optimizations to work in that environment. This device doesn't use this as a secondary display the way we have it with LG devices. So LG sells the standard phone like the V60, the, v, uh, the LG Velvet or the G8X or even the LG V50. And these devices use the second display as part of a case, meaning they do work as a standalone device where the Surface Duo is always going to be a two, device, a two display device split in the middle. And of course, it has that hinge mechanism that works really good. Actually considerable uh, with the fact that I saw the specifications there, actually the battery life is going to be pretty good. It is running the 855, not the 865 or even the 865 plus, And it is demanding a really nice price tag, which is something that we want to keep in mind. So those are the things that I would definitely appreciate going in there. Um, uh, Sumash saying, is uh, the iPad Pro 12.9 or the... You know what? If you're If you're... Either way, if you're able to go either way on, on the actual uh, operating system, I honestly would say the S uh, the S7 Plus here, uh, the the Galaxy Tab S7 Plus. From what I've seen, the integration with the with the keyboard, the 120 frames for uh, the 120 hertz refresh rate on the tablet. Obviously, we we already have that on the on iPads, but that's a little bit different. The functions uh, that you're getting here is very very nice, and Dex in my opinion, works much better than just using uh, iPad OS as a tablet OS. This really gives you more of a Windows-based interface, multiple windows, pop-ups, uh, resizing windows, doing a whole bunch of different things that you normally would do on a laptop. So for that alone, I would probably say the S10, uh, the S7 Plus, uh, just because of the, the some of the new things that we're getting in there. Um, okay, sorry, that was the one we were talking about here. And okay, so here, we'll look. Uh, uh, Paco, so, so he's asking, why not Xiaomi or Realme models? Should we should it be much better deal in India for those as well? So I think he's responding. Uh, super. Good morning, guys. Oh, the, yeah, I, I figured that's what you meant, uh, Angel. It's uh, you meant to say the duo on that one. I got it. Uh, ah, so here's a good question: Stock 11 or Oxygen OS on top of Android 11? So uh, Milana in uh, Matthews here is. Um, so it's kind of like talking about the whole, a lot of the comments I saw in my video, which I posted video a couple of days ago, I think, not a couple of days ago, I take that back, yesterday morning, on uh, the Oxygen OS 11. This is the new version. This is the essentially the future of all uh, OnePlus devices that will receive the update. Obviously, this is going to be a little bit different. Oxygen OS has been known for a long time as the closest to stock experience or stock look on Android that 
a lot of people enjoy it and a lot of people love on their devices. And that's one of the things we all love about it, about, you know, Oxygen OS. It's fast, it's smooth, it's close to stock, and it gave us that experience. OnePlus is starting to change some of those things. They're trying to, they're, they're basically changing their design in 2020. We saw that with the beginning when we saw the OnePlus 8 and OnePlus 8 Pro. These are flagship devices. They're 800, 700 plus dollars uh, value all the way up to a thousand in the model. So they're starting to basically differentiate themselves, not just on the hardware base, you know, which what they did at the beginning of the year. Now they're shifting into re redoing and redesigning some things in uh, the operating system. But in the process, they kind of threw in something that a lot of us have been wanting from them for a long time, which is um, the best way to describe it is the always on display, guys. This is something that we've wanted on OnePlus devices to be brought back. I want to mention that and specifically mention it, that it is actually something that we wanted back into Android. OnePlus has actively removed the OnePlus, the always on display, citing battery concerns. The basically that uh, always on displays tend to drain battery because they're on, and hence the always on display. If you're running an IPS panel, I think that is very much of a true statement. It does actually have a much more a stronger draw on battery. Generally, devices with IPS displays don't have an always on display because IPS panels tend to light the entire panel up to be able to illuminate that certain part of it. So even though it's given us an all black background with the color around that seam in the middle of that little bar, uh, in reality, the entire display is on projecting black dots as well as those colors in the middle. So battery consumption is much higher. OLED or AMOLED panels, on the other hand, are very easy. You just only illuminate the actual pixels that you need and you go from there. So for the longest time, we didn't have that. Also, for the longest time, we never had uh, wireless charging. OnePlus, again, cited battery consumption issues. OnePlus 8 Pro broke that mold, came out with wireless charging, but not only that, reverse wireless charging and fast wireless charging. Now we're seeing that Oxygen OS 11, Android 11-based Oxygen OS, will feature always on display. And not only that, we have some customizations that we get. So what is it going to be? Is it basically stock uh, Android 11 or Oxygen OS 11? It really ends up being, at the end of the day, a very simple answer. Oxygen OS is not stock. It's never been stock. It's close to stock. And I think that's where people somehow forget that term, close to. So the experience there was a very close to stock experience. And I think OnePlus is still trying to give you that experience. That never really changed. What it did change is, though, they're trying to give us a little bit more on the visual aspects, give us a little bit more animation. Now, I'm not sure if there's going to be an option where we are able to turn on certain themes within Oxygen OS 11 to turn on either more of the traditional Oxygen OS look into the new Oxygen OS look. That's a quite possible thing that they could do. This is not a final version. The video that I put out for you guys yesterday is basically talking about the beta one, essentially the first Android 11, sorry, Oxygen OS 11 based on uh, the developer preview three of uh, Android 11. It's not even running on the beta, which by the way, Pixel devices are running beta three now, the final beta almost. So I hope I kind of answered that question there, kind of went around about that for a little bit. Um, I will actually, so Aditya's throwing in uh, his hat in the, in the game. I would actually get the, uh, the Duo Gen 2. Um, I will personally wait to see um, how well Microsoft supports Duo Gen 1 and then pull the trigger uh, but the, uh, on the Duo. But um, as a niche device, it's exciting to see. And I agree with you on that. It's hard to tell what is the future of the Duo. Um, because it's being released in 2020, and for me, it's releasing it with last year's generation of, hard, of, of SOC. So it's the 855. Um, it's releasing at the end of 2020. So this is going to be carrying us at least through 2021 to 2022 from a processor standpoint. Not to say that the 855 won't be able to compete, but I'm talking about like, you know, connectivity and so on. 
Um, I feel like the price was a little bit high. I felt like the 865 would have been a better chipset. But then again, I understand that the development on the Duo has been going on for a long time. We didn't just hear about this. We've known about the Duo for a while. So obviously, the hardware has been solidified for quite some time. Um, those are the things that sometimes concern me. It's like when you come out with a device at the end of a year, but then you're releasing it with not this year, not the first generation of the hardware, but last year's hardware. Those are things that always kind of come up. So I agree. I hope that Gen 2 obviously is definitely a much better device. Uh, I'm still going to try to see if there's a way for me to get my hands on one. I'm not sure how yet, uh, but please stay tuned. Uh, that's some of those things I always want to make sure to keep that, uh, uh, you know, check it out on that one. And of course, uh, bonjour, bonjour, Madame Vania, bonjour. Uh, and then uh, here, so why not... Uh, uh, so why not remarkable uh, for note taking? So, and I think you're answering a question for somebody else uh, on this one. I think the Surface Duo is going to be amazing for taking notes. I think the integration of the pen input in there is going to be great. But I also think that I think what Microsoft's doing to the field or the environment of basically devices with pen input is going to be the groundbreaking thing that we need to all appreciate. They're bringing in the device, the hardware to support this, meaning apps will have to develop for it. Uh, developers will have to actually adapt to dual displays, functionalities, kind of like that video that, uh, that Juan Carlos just pushed out a couple of days ago. The last update that you know in uh, Netflix pushed out, the uh, actual support for dual displays went out the door by basically the moment you switched over function from one display to the other, uh, your second display basically pauses, which means Netflix can no longer play in the background as a second display, meaning you can't watch a movie and do a little bit of work on the side, you actually have to be actively watching the movie. Otherwise, you're using it as a pop-up window. And I feel like uh, what we're seeing here is some of those things that we want to be able to enjoy. And I think uh, Juan did a really good job of that. If you haven't checked it out, please make sure to check out his video as well. Uh, dude, Joshua Vergara is in the house. Good morning. Sabaha, Joshua. Como esta my friend? I, uh, yes. No, I, I finally got the Finally got the hat. Finally got the uh, the little badge here. So I'm pretty much Team TK Bay here. So I'm good. Yes, I'm definitely going on. Um, I'm working on the design, and as soon as I'm done, um, there will be some hats flying out somewhere. I, I appreciate. I will definitely be working on that. Uh, speaking of Sam, since he's in the comments, uh, I hope you're doing well. By the way, Josh, please <laughs> try to stay hydrated and stay cool, man. Um, oh, and uh, thank uh, Josh. Thank you again very, very much for that Vornado fan. It's not on now because of the filming, but uh, the fan in the office has been great. Uh, Josh and I were talking, uh, uh, I think it was last week during one of our chats. And um, we talked about this, uh, you know, he had a fan in there and he's using it and he recommended it. And it's a really interesting fan that creates a small vortex that you don't point to yourself, but you point to the top of the room and it just creates a massive airflow in the room. So it's really good for, uh, especially for rooms that have bad airflow, which is obviously my case in the office, of course. Uh, but yes, no, I think the Surface Duo, I think, is, is, will benefit a lot of applications, a lot of different devices. And I think LG, for, for one, will definitely benefit from that. Um, one of the main issues that I'm having, not necessarily, you know, kind of picking between that one or the Galaxy Fold 2, is the fact that I feel like Samsung did a really good job of answering what people wanted from the Galaxy Fold 1. First generation came out with somewhat, and in my opinion, felt like an unusable display on the outside. It's it's there. You can technically open it and turn it on and interact with the UI, but it was smaller than the average phone. It was surrounded by a massive bezel for no apparent reason. And the presence of it just made no sense. And I feel like whoever designed this was more about, they designed a phone that opened up. And then at the end of the day, they're like, hey, what about the outside? Let's throw in a display. Which one? Oh, the one from the Galaxy S3 or something like that. 
I'm not trying to knock it down. It's a great, it's a great phone and it works great. I had it a couple of times. I bought it twice and I got rid of it twice. Not because I couldn't keep it, uh, but because of the justification of using it for the extended amount of time and then paying that close to $2,000 worth of a price, like 2,200 bucks for it. And the new one is a little bit more. And I couldn't use the outside display. I always had to open it up. I felt like I was the wear and tear on the hinge mechanism was extenuated because of the fact that you had to always open it to use it. So those are the things I always felt like there was a little bit of a concern there going on. Um, let's see if we have, okay, here it is. So it looks like StreamYard is acting up heavily on us, by the way, guys, because I'm seeing comments come in very, very less. I saw Josh, uh, Josh jumped in, uh, jumped in over on YouTube and, uh, yeah, he's hanging out with, the, with us, uh, man. Okay. So seem, uh, JV's bringing the baller check mark back. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, speaking of Sam, by the way, um, I did get a chance to connect with, uh, your merch, uh, the person that you recommended me for your merch and stuff. So I'm working with her. Hopefully in the week or so, we'll have some new, um, stickers and hopefully a new shirt design and, and some things going on. I think for the hat, pretty much it is going to be this one. This is a more of a one size fit all. Uh, the logo looks really good and it kind of covers the, the aesthetics of course, with the whole TK Bay, but thank you, Sam, on that one. Um, your verify legit boss, man. <laughs> Wait, Josh, did you finally get your uh, your verification? I didn't get I didn't catch that. Okay, good. Um, I want to re uh, I want a remarkable but uh, consistently fail at actually using notebooks, uh, so I might suffer the same thing. Ah, man, come on, dude, you'll be you'll be great. That that's one thing that's going on. It's a lot of things going on. Uh, still has my old username. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Well, very few people really. I only use Periscope because I wanted to be able to stream directly into, um, you know, face. Well, not Facebook, but you know what I'm talking about. The uh, Twitter file, but the Vord day of the Vord. <laughs> <laughs> the Vordano for, for the win. If you guys haven't checked it out, Google the Vordano uh, fan. It is just great. Um, it looks weird. It's a little bit big, but it definitely does the job and it has a few options going on for it. So for me, it for the office here, it's absolutely fantastic. But if I turned it on, I swear to God, you guys would think I'm in a wind tunnel. That's how bad it is. Um, here, uh, Milan, I've been friends. Hey, Milan. Oh, Milan. Ahlan. Uh, thank you for replying. <laughs> Oh man, it's going on. Oh, Gary, the fireman's in the con. Hey, dude, good morning, man. Uh, <laughs> good morning. So we got Sam, we got Matt, we got everybody going in there. And oh, and then Ahmed uh, here. So Pixel 4, uh, Pixel 4a user experience long-term, please, um, on the Arabic channel. So that's one of the other things. Um, so this week, this next week, it will be my video when I post the uh, the review for both the Pixel A, uh, the Pixel 4a, and then um, I have the monitor that's behind me. So that's the Xiaomi 34-inch uh, monitor, a gaming monitor that I have in the background. Those videos are going to be coming out, but the Pixel 4a will be both on the Arabic and on the English channel. I, I tailor certain products on both channels, but I, for the most part, I try to produce for both. So definitely, don't worry. Uh, we'll be putting it on. I know there's a lot of Pixel fans, uh, especially in the Arab market. Uh, surprisingly, though, I, I don't know if you guys got a chance to. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys checked it out, but uh, the Pixel 4 honestly is winning a lot of people's hearts. It's it's an amazing device for what it offers and the price point that it is available on. And I really, really find it, I'm starting to get a little bit worried as to the Pixel 4a 5G's future. I don't know how many people will say, it's worth it for me to go to the 5a, uh, the 4a 5G to get that, or do I just stick with this? I feel like the 4a may outsell the 5G. I feel like maybe Google should just give us the 5G on the Pixel 5 and keep the 4a where it is because it's the right price. Great features, great price point, great hardware, uh, the upgrades from we got last year. And of course, the camera just 
absolutely just one of the better uh, the best options on the market <laughs> carry the firemen just they're turning off all the fires um so josh is asking here correct me if i'm wrong but isn't the snapdragon 730g common in uh, in other markets so there's a point of, of reference if so shouldn't it be easy for uh, to, for them to have a foray in the long term so um I think if I'm not mistaken, Josh, uh, the Reno 4 from Oppo, the one that the I think you did the Reno 4 Pro and I did the Reno 4. The Reno 4 was running the 730G as well. So it's not an uncommon processor. It's just the 5G connectivity that we don't usually get with it. Um, and it's one of those things that I feel like as a processor, it's quite capable. It's slightly, obviously, a slight below step from the 765. And obviously, then it's when it doesn't get this uh, X52 modem. But I think at the end of the day, I think it's a great processor. Gaming on it is actually pretty good. The one thing I would probably say, if I wish the battery was a little bit bigger, I'm seeing some all-day life battery experiences from different people. But if you take a lot of pictures, a lot of videos, um, and uh, you make sure, obviously, you're on a good network, you should be able to you know, get a good day out of it. I think the battery is good. The display is able to push the pixels that we want. It's a stereo speaker. I know some people posted that. Um, they're actually Some people were actually saying that it wasn't a stereo speaker phone, and I don't know why they're saying that. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a lot of things going on. So I think the four A is definitely going to be that silent winner that a lot of people are like Google. I feel like would want, but I also still believe though. I think this is going to eat up some of that benefit or some of those things from the Pixel four A five G. I think uh, people may not want to pay that extra premium. I think this will probably outsell as it's selling right now. People wanted the good budget phone that had a good uh, set of features. Um, speaking of which, which I do want to share with you guys real quick before we go too far, uh, there's a couple of things that I wanted to share with you guys today, uh, that were sent to me. And one of them is to get a chance to, I put in a comment, a note for you guys here. Uh, this is actually the juice box from, uh, uh, zero lemon. So zero lemon makes obviously, as you guys know, a lot of battery accessories. Uh, the juice box is one of the really uh, more powerful ones that they actually, uh, pushed out. And what I really, really like about it is it's a 20,000 milliampere, 20,100. It has wireless charging. It has a, basically a display here for percentage of battery, USB-C, USB-A, two A's, and one C. Uh, also features basically the ability of powering your MacBook Pro. So that's how much power is able to actually push out enough wattage to be able to power it. But what I like about it is it's actually very nice, uh, a very grippy material, and it is very pocketable, really nice. I've been using it to power a lot of the stuff on my desk here that I don't want to run a USB cable directly from my PC or directly from the wall. Um, it's really nice. It sells for about $39. It's not that expensive, almost 40 bucks directly from uh, uh, directly from Zero Lemon. And we'll do a couple of demos with this one in a second. Uh, but I did want to make sure to bring them up in here as well. Um, and then, of course, the last thing, I don't know if you guys saw this in the thumbnail. But let's go ahead and bring this up here. You know what? And we should be able to expand a little bit because that will help. So here we are. So uh, this little pixel art uh, thing that I got sent from a company called Davoom. You guys may be familiar with them. They've made uh, different uh, accessories available directly for basically pixel art, stereos, and so on. And what I like about this one, it's actually very nice and customizable. And what you're able to do with it is just crazy. Uh, the designs that you're able to push for it. So here, this is uh, another one that I like to do. Here's Dragon Ball stuff, always really nice. So it's you know, Goku going from Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2. We have the Superman logo that you're able to customize to really good. A lot of really cool things. And of course, updating your channel. So uh, I just realized something. I am going to go ahead and fix this because it's not 139. And I think if I'm not mistaken, it's 142. So we're going to go here. Oop, went too long. Sorry, guys. We're doing some edits here. 140. 
And that tells me that my four is in the wrong spot. So we got to redraw the four here. Ah, TK can't draw. Okay, so here, we'll take these guys out here. So here it is, 142. We're going to go ahead and save it. And we'll go ahead and save it. And here we are. So, okay, and we'll go ahead and save it. So ignore, decline. So you can see definitely a lot of cool things that you're able to do. And of course, if you want to just change it to have it a regular cat. I like this one where Goku's flying on the Nimbus clouds. Definitely really, uh, really fun things on this. I'll give you guys a link to this one as well. Uh, it's in the description. Of course, we'll keep the happy face going on. Uh, it has actually a couple of new features in there that are going in. There's an app, obviously, that I'm using to control all of this. Um, the reason why I wanted to share this one with you also is because they sent it to me, and I unfortunately kind of got lost in the in the mix of stuff. Uh, but it actually, actually, this one works with the car, so you're able to use it. If you ever seen somebody driving with those signs, they'll usually put like signs on the back windows or whatever, like you know, baby on board or something like that. Imagine having this this little thing. Sorry, and I just turned it off right now, but let me go ahead and turn on one more time here. Uh, oh, I think yeah, I think I disconnected it. So here, I'll go ahead and press and turn it on. So yeah, so it has a built-in battery, but the goal of it obviously is imagine having a customizable background uh, display on your car. And as you're driving, you have kind of different things going on. You want to celebrate a celebration, happy birthday, whichever. It works great. It has a built-in, uh, like a noise speaker. It's not a Bluetooth speaker, but anyways, uh, wanted to kind of touch base on those. Uh, yeah, so um, the, the way the app actually works is um, it's actually a drawing uh, app. So it has like the whole, all of these different options. Let's go and switch over here. So those are the ones that I was sharing with you guys before. So you can see the timing here. So I can click the Goku one. It just puts it in right there. Now for me on this one, obviously this one is different and I should have changed it. So I'll go ahead and click and I click the black dots and I can actually delete as I'm doing on the phone. So so here. So obviously it is, it's not 139, it's 142. So here, oops, and if I can draw, I can actually do it correctly. So if I make a mistake here, so we'll do that one and I'll say, and of course, if I, again, if I can draw without making, making a big mess on myself, but again, so you can actually kind of fix it yourself and just do here, here, and here. And then when you're done, you just save it. You give it a, a certain category, save it directly, and then it puts it directly on the actual display. So you're you're drawing, you're doing a whole bunch of different things. It has a built-in EQ. It also has a built-in option to be able to customize different things. Is a a massive collection of pixel art. If you're not familiar with Devoom, this isn't new. The, uh, the format is new. This is actually big size is actually very new. And like I said, it actually it comes on the box with two suction cups that you're able to mount it to the side of the car. And you can customize it. Like you're driving around and you want to put in a happy birthday to your friend, put it in there. You want to change it to say baby on board, do what you want. Um, I'm trying to draw my face or my logo on it so I can put it on the side of the car, but I, I'm not re I'm not making a, a lot of success on that one yet. Um, It does look uh, it does look uh, like the uh, light bright. Yes, exactly. It's but it's uh, the pixels on them are much smaller. The light brights are a lot bigger, and I feel like the uh, the ability of customizing things, like I said here, you can actually kind of make it look like the YouTube logo. It looks really good. Um, it also has a voice activation function that works with it. Uh, yeah. Oh man, let me see. So yeah, uh, so those are the things that are kind of been going on. 
on the OnePlus thing, I feel like there's a lot of things uh, that I feel like some of us maybe. I mean, if you're a OnePlus user, you're definitely going to have a one way or another. Either you like the new UI, or you're probably going to say, "Well, like I don't want to upgrade." I feel like the UI is not that bad. I think I really I realized that the, the difference in UI is close to it's getting very close to what one UI looks like from Samsung. A lot of people just pulled it straight from there, but I think the overall aesthetics of the UI is really intended to be a very one handed. Um, uh, friendly. So the UI drops closer to our hands. Our devices are getting very long, very tall. Those are things that we always kind of keep in mind. The aesthetics, though, do make it look very close to what we've seen before. Uh, I like the fact that what the uh, always on display is coming back. I do hope that we have the ability of customizing different things, also controlling the brightness. In the current build that we have here on our OnePlus, uh, the OnePlus A's does have, does have a little bit of problems here and there. Some apps will crash. It's not a very stable build because it's based on Android uh, 11 Beta 3, sorry, Developer Preview 3. So this isn't even by the beta side when uh, the actual versions of uh, Android 11 were becoming more stable and more usable. Now I have developer three on my Pixel 3a and it works quite well, but developer developer preview three was a little bit of a, a hiccup there. So if you wanna be able to try it, check out the video. I give you guys a walkthrough on how to be able to install it and also how to revert back in case you wanna be able to check that out. Um, oh, so DTS is commenting back with Matt and uh, I've been naming, I think. Oh, okay, so there's a couple of guys like going going back and forth. No, definitely here. Let's see what else is going on. Uh, wow, okay, so we're getting a lot of people jumping in the comments and spamming. Good morning, Chimmy, man, hey man. Alpha version of Android 11. It is alpha version for Android 11 on, on Oxygen. It's actually very early. Um, there's actually a couple of new features in the camera app that I feel like some people might have missed and didn't realize. It seems like OnePlus is working on a couple of options, one of which is the portrait video, which is the ability of basically blurring everything else in the background and giving us that whole centered focus thing. We've seen it with the Huawei devices in the past. I think we've seen it with the OnePlus, not sorry, with Samsung devices as well. Um, but this is something new for OnePlus uh, devices. And the other thing that I felt like, which I'm hoping we'll see a little bit better development on it, it's coded as nightscape which is that night mode function that we have with oneplus phones um, but currently all it does uh, seriously is it opens up the wider angle uh, the wide angle camera to be able to record video in that set in that mode so it doesn't seem like it's doing active nightscape meaning illuminating or nighttime photography i tried it in the darker uh, scenes and it didn't seem like it worked uh, as good as I what i would imagine nightscape to work so hopefully something that we can see in the near future uh, but it's very exciting to see low light photography becoming a point or a point of reference into what uh, OnePlus is looking to do on their devices. Uh, but again, the, anticip the anticipation is that we should be able to see it at the beginning of uh, being launched at the same time as Android 11, as we all know. So gonna be basically hopefully coming out in early September. Um, we have the final beta release of Android 11 on Pixel devices, which means we're pretty close to the final version. So first and foremost, let's look forward to obviously beginning of September for Pixel 5 and Pixel 4a 5G. We'll see how things go there. Um, no, uh, I didn't get a chance to test out the desktop mode, um, but you know what? You know, I I love it when you guys always ask me these questions, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, I got a way of doing that. So here we are. Let's go ahead and turn on. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and unlock. So let's go ahead and test out the desktop mode. I just, you know what? I forgot. I in in my in my in my time here. I didn't get a chance to play around with that, so I'm going to go into about. We're going to go into build number. So I'm just going to go ahead and unlock uh, developer preview or developer mode here. Status. Where's my build? Uh, here we are. Build number. Boom, 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 boom. We are a developer. 
Gracias, and thank you for playing the game. So we'll go under System, Developer Options, and let's see here, Desktop. Force Desktop Mode, boom, boom, boom. And I'll go ahead and turn it on, and let's go ahead and restart the phone. So we'll go ahead and turn on the Desktop Mode, and let's see how the, some of the new improvements that are going on there here. So let's go ahead and... Uh, the, power menu and restart so the 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 change in oneplus devices where you have to actually do the volume up and power to turn on uh, to turn on the power menu is uh something that i'm still trying to get used to and I'll, I'll have to keep keep trying that out here but again if you haven't had a chance to check it out wireless charging on a 20,000 milliamp battery uh charger directly from zero lemon for about 40 bucks uh, it's available on amazon i'll give you guys again the link to that in the description below it's very nice uh, and actually quite pocketable. It's definitely has its weight as it's 20,000, but um, you get two type A's, one USB-C, and of course, charging your MacBook and wireless charging support on the actual unit. So really, really good. I'll give it a second to finish up here. Okay, we are restarted. And let's see. I, should, I think we should be able to, to jump into the uh, actual system here. Android 11 preview. And let's go ahead and see what we have. Hey, here we are. So here's Android Developer Preview, Android 11, desktop mode. And let me see if we can set it up correctly. Okay, so we have mouse support. So you guys can see where we're looking at here. Let me go ahead and turn it on. Someone's at front door. Sorry, one second, guys. I'm going to have to mute the microphone for one second. Sorry about that, guys. Let's go ahead and do this real quick here. So we still have access to the app drawer. Let's jump in. All the apps are still present. Let's go ahead and open up Twitter. Sorry, let's go ahead and open up Twitter here. So Twitter still opens up as a full desk application. So it's windowed. Let's see, do we have access to the top? Nope. Here, no. Let's go ahead and bring it here. Uh, okay, can we actually, oh, here it is. I have my back button here. So here's my back button, my recents app. We still don't have recents. And it looks like it opens up recents on the actual PC. So not much really has changed if we really talk about it here. App shortcuts, set the wallpapers. Let's see, do we have any, nope, still opens up the same. Um, honestly, guys, doesn't look like it's much, much has improved. Um, I can see home, but let's swipe up from here. Let's go ahead and open up. Uh, so let's see how podcasts open. Nope, podcasts open directly on my phone. Let me turn off the screen on my phone. Nope, that locks the actual app. So not much, I would say, on, on desktop mode yet. Uh, I wished it would have been a little bit better as far as the actual update here, but it seems like it's um, overall still needs some improvement. So I hope that answered your question. I see Goran's, uh, Goran's in the comments. Good morning. Um, Okay, for all the superficial Android 11 features, is there anything on desktop mode worth mentioning? Feels like Google will drag this uh, for ages as usual, something useful. Uh, right now, as you can see here, Paco, is, it doesn't seem like it's actually much on an improvement on here. Uh, if anything, it looks exactly the same. Um, 
on OnePlus devices, it's always had some issues where it opens up certain things on the phone as opposed to opening it on the external display. It seems like uh, I forgot, I think, to turn on the allow resizing so that I can actually turn on the resizing options. But short answer, not much. It seems like it's still, it, it's probably not going to be coming out with Android 11, which is a little bit disappointing because we've had it since Android 10. Um, Dex is out, you know, uh, EMUI desktop is out. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, and L even LG did some customizations on Android 10 just to kind of make it a little bit more functional. So I feel like this is the point where uh, Google needed to actually step it up a little bit. Uh, Goron is back in. Uh, hi, all. Uh, um, see, you're talking about the Pixel 4a pro uh, processor. Some, uh, okay, someone worried about uh, longevity. Well, well, the 730 from Xiaomi from 2019 are still fine. And the 765 is basically the 730G with a 5G modem, which I feel like it's, it's one of those things that you always want to appreciate. Yes, you're right. It's uh, the processor, I think, has a longevity. It will work. Uh, but it, again, it's one of those things you want to keep in mind. Let me double check here. Yeah, sorry, getting notifications as we're going through things. Um, I think the 730 is going to be perfectly fine. The reality of the matter is as long as Qualcomm supports it and we still get driver updates for it as, as operating systems get pushed out, that's going to be the main determining factor. Uh, we know that at link, uh, Oppo, not Oppo, I think, uh, Snapdragon, the 865 is receiving software updates for GPU pr performance. So you're always going to be able to get some things like that. And I feel like those are the things we need to focus on. As long as Qualcomm supports it and the development is around it, I think the 730 series is working great. We saw some 60 series uh, come out in this year. So it's really more about the support. Um, but yeah, no, I think that comment was mostly for Josh. I think Josh was asking about it. Um, Matt had a question. Uh, TK, you had mentioned uh, you had managed uh, much gaming yet on the on the brand new Samsung monitor. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna be. I'll, I'll say this not as loud, mostly because I don't want my you know my wife to know a lot of that. But short answer is yeah, like roughly about you know four to five hours a day uh, of gaming between, um, but mostly like Call of Duty, which is weird. Uh, I've been really stuck on Call of Duty. I'm loving the the curved feature on, on the display. Uh, the G9 monitor has a, a really interesting feature. It's 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 a 34. It's sorry, it's a 49 inch um, an ultra wide monitor, which obviously on, already on its own, it's a, just a very wide monitor. It's the width of my desk, but it has that thousand R curvature that kind of mimics the eyesight, the, the, the basically the curvature of the eye. So whenever we're playing games, like even though I'm looking in the center, most gaming monitors like the 2732 they'll give you that box right here right this is the view that you're looking at and you kind of move around to kind of adjust your view the g9 does this view and you're moving around so without having to move too much i'm able to pick out people from different angles different sides especially when you're uh, when you get at high elevations you're able to pick out the land a lot better so for that type of gaming experience like we don't call of duty type of gaming those are the type of devices or monitors that you definitely want to enjoy. So I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty, and I do want to jump on at one point to play with you guys. And I realized um, last night I was on Tech Odyssey's uh, chat conversations, and he plays Call of Duty Plunder as well. So um, let me know. On, uh, let's talk a little bit on Twitter, uh, Matt, and see if we can get on a game and uh, just to play around a little bit. And I want to be able to play with Sam as well. Uh, I know you guys were joking about, but, uh, about him last week, but definitely we can bring that up. Um, I just sold my Asus ROG Phone 2, and I need a good camera smartphone. My budget is about $700. Which, which device would you recommend? So you had a gaming device, and you sold the gaming device, and you'd like to get a device with a good camera for about $700. At the end of the day, realistically, it sounds like it's going to be, if you can wait a little bit, the Pixel 5 will probably do a really good camera. But you said good camera. 
uh, my question for you uh, is, are you looking for a good camera that just overall is great on everything? Or do you want it specifically being great at video or great at photography? Because believe it or not, there's actually different devices for different answers on that one. Uh, but let me know a little bit more there. DTS commenting, Goran, uh, good evening. Hope all is well, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of desktop mode, why isn't Android team bringing in the Linux container from Chrome OS over to, uh, to the OS? I feel like the the Chrome well, so I think the uh, the Linux team isn't trying to bring in much on uh, on Android side because I think for most part, at some point I feel like they're going to bring in Chrome OS over. I feel like what we have currently right now is a kind of a placeholder, but with the fact that Chrome OS supports Android apps, so we see the 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 functional option going in on Chrome OS. So the Chrome tablets, you can install most of Android applications, run them in Windows mode, or even use them. I think the smart thing would be is to see Chrome OS run on it. Now, I do want to say that we saw a leak over on XDA not that long ago, and I did a video for them there uh, where we talked about the dongle. Remember the Chromecast that they showed us? They see, you know, We've had Chromecasts for years. One thing that Samsung, sorry, that Google is working on that we saw a preview for was um, a small dongle size, exactly the same size as the Chromecast, but it ran Chromebook on it or Chrome OS. So basically the ability of running those things on them on a, on a, on a dongle. I feel like that's where it's coming in. I feel like they don't want to bring in Linux on an operating system because even Samsung kind of put out uh, Linux on Dex. They had it for a while, then they stopped developing it, so we no longer have any new development on Linux on Dex. And on Chrome OS, it's so easy to turn on Linux. I mean, you can actually dual boot the system into Linux and Chrome OS easily on a Chromebook. So we'll have to see what goes around. I feel like Google wants to give a good experience. Chrome OS is much more refined. It's also synonymous with Google. So so say, sorry, uh, if you say basically an Android device, like a Pixel 5, whichever comes down, uh, that you know also includes the version of that, that's going to be something that is interesting. Um, surprisingly, though, till Google decides to start allowing us to use OTG over USB-C, none of this is going to make sense. Because even though they're developing it, they're not highlighting it in their development uh, on their devices. So if you buy a Pixel, you can't use desktop mode on it. You can't even test it because the device doesn't support OTG. So there's a limitation there. And the reason why we're able to do it on OnePlus devices is because it's actually turned on. They support OTG functionality or you know MHL functionality. I, I'm sorry, I said OTG. It's mostly basically the ability of transmitting data using an a, uh, HDMI adapter to connect to a monitor. That's something that we still don't have access to. So I hope that that comes in. Um, it, it would be a no-brainer. I, I agree with you there. I think it's not that it's not a, a no-brainer. It's more Google works in teams. I don't think they all, it's not one group. It's not like one massive group that sits together and says, okay, how are we approaching Android 11 and how are we approaching Chrome OS and how are we approaching desktop? I feel like it's Android team, desktop team, Chrome OS team, and they need to talk to each other. I feel like that's how it, it, it just feels that the product listings or the, like the conversation, I don't know if you guys saw this little leak there, or they were talking that there's indication that Google is trying to shift uh, from using Duo as the standalone app and switching it over to Google Meets. Now, Google Meet took over what used to be Hangouts, right? The Hangouts video, the Hangouts on air. So that went away and that became, uh, you know, Google Meet. Okay, makes sense. But moving away from Duo, which was supposed to be a standalone, uh, basically a social uh, ex uh, conversation type of a, an application, you're able to connect with multiple people. And then combining that with Google Meet is a little bit of a, uh, I feel like Duo needed to stay where it is. And I feel like Meet needs to stay directly with where it integrates much better with Chrome. And of course, uh, you know, Gmail for, you know, I think we have like Google Meet for classrooms. My son is using it for school. So it's one of those really good ones. But yeah. 
very much a siloed uh, experience going on uh, in some of those experiments there. Um, Goran's basically, what do you think of the HTC Move? Uh, so many low range phones, three wildfires coming. I think they're fact they're factoring in the you know that's the market right we're seeing too many phones go in at a thousand dollars plus the note 20 is a thousand dollar phone although keep in mind that more than likely that price especially for the note 20 will drop uh note 20 ultra is coming in at 1300 bucks uh one plus is 700 to thousand dollars uh samsung even the s line kind of comes in at that price point so mid-rangers are, are where it's at i think it, as long as they make the right partnerships they're going to make it and and i think HTC needs to kind of survive in where in that in, in that environment. They don't really do that well, or they haven't done great in the last couple of times where they try the release of a flagship. I think if they are able to survive in the mid range device for a while, kind of like how Motorola did it for some time, and then come back, that may be a better option. Um, so overall, a good camera, I would probably say. Uh, so you can't go wrong with a OnePlus Eight. That's about seven hundred bucks. Um, I think, or if you want to maybe go a little bit better, you can go for a 7 Pro, a 7T Pro from last year, and you'll still get a much better experience. Uh, fast display, decent price point on that. Uh, it'll be a little bit cheaper now. I think sells for about 650 straight from OnePlus. Uh, decent cameras, and you're definitely going to be receiving Android 11. So it's a good upgrade on the phone there. Um, Gary, uh, oh, Gary's answering, answering Aditya. Um, I don't believe it has wireless, but I don't, I don't use wireless as well. So I thought it would have, it would, it would have caught my eyes. Let me see which one we're talking about. Uh, Aditya, oh, TK, you need to start streaming on Twitch. We need to see those gamer TK. Um, you know what? I, I, yeah, I actually not that bad. I'm almost at level 90 now. I'm actually, I'm, I'm ranking up pretty good. So let's do that. Uh, Matt, maybe we'll, we'll do a game on, uh, over on across the podcast and then we'll do another one on my side. We'll do a back and forth, uh, on those. I think it will be really nice. Um, Paco, see the, the Asus Combit, oh, Chromebook, uh, was released in 2015, by the way, the, uh, the RK. Okay. Um, the CROS is running Linux through it, uh, through a container the same way it does for Android apps. I think it's it's more about the compatibility with what we see with new devices and what people want to be able to use. It's not the fact that Linux is not a great operating system, but the ability to bring in, in like a Linux container or just running Linux as a standard OS on a device. I think it's more about what most people feel like as far as a company, they want to be able to endorse what they are able to provide. Linux is very much an open source type of software. So you're able to install it on almost anything. That's the beauty of it. But most people associate Linux with more of a complex process of installing and getting things updated manually. They don't realize that Linux is actually becoming a lot more. There's a lot more functionalities and automation, updating drivers, support for uh, for actual gaming, processing. Development is actually done much better on it. But I feel like from a from a Google standpoint, they would want to push what they have, bringing Linux over to an Android operating system to basically allow devices to boot Linux is a very much bigger uh, process because of the way they can't basically brand it as their own. Chrome OS does function that way. And that's really where the big thing. We're thinking of it as a user base and we want that's what we would like to be able to see. But from Google's point of view, they're looking at it as how do we disperse this to the masses? How does this integrate with our Nest system? How does this integrate with Android? How does this in integrate with the Chrome OS that we already run? And that's the simplicity. I mean, Linux still runs in the background. Obviously, they're still using it based on the Linux kernel but it's more about the user base. It's the, how the simplicity needs to go. But I'm glad to see that, you know, uh, with the Asus, the Chromebit one that had it back from 2015, that is awesome. Um, so either Android or Chrome OS will, uh, will give in eventually. I think at some point, more than likely, they're going to come together to the table and say, you know what? Yeah, we got to work together. 
uh, Android already kind of kind of leaped that forward uh, over to Chrome OS, and I feel like a lot of people don't even realize that they have access to the Google Play Store on their Chromebook till they go into the app drawer and they see that icon. Um, the update to Chrome, Chromebooks was uh, very, very slow, very, very slow, especially for older generation ones. Um, my son has an older Acer Chromebook that we're using right now for school, and it did receive the update. And once that became, it's just, wow. You opened your ecosystem to so many possibilities. But I think that's really where it needs to be. We need that function to go the other way. We want to be able to bring Chrome OS as our desktop experience, plug in our phone to a laptop like a shell, and of, or even plug it into the to a TV or a monitor, and then launch Chrome OS. That's absolutely the best way to do it. It's very functional, works really good. The experience is exactly what we'd be expecting from what Android should be giving us. And it shouldn't be too hard. I think it's more about bringing them to have lunch together at one point to have like, hey, this is a good idea. Um, we're just curious. I don't think I um, I need another 26,000 uh, 26, uh, uh portable uh, right now, uh, but, it, uh, but it does seem like it's a good buy. I, I mean, it is really, depends on what you need as far as the capabilities. If your laptop, by the way, is a USB-C powered PD laptop, meaning you can power your device with it, uh, the Juicebox Pro that we have here directly from uh, from uh, Power uh, Power Zero Lemon here actually will support it. It'll charge up your device and power it. So it's enough power to charge your device, wireless charging for your smartphone, and you're getting all those functions in there. So really good. Um, I can't see, so Paco's I say, I can't seem to see a reason to bring Chrome OS, most likely uh, in container form, um, and then enable the Linux container with uh, with uh, with CRS. I, I really think it's going to end up being what would they want to do and what's possibly going to be better for the ecosystem. It's an ecosystem of devices, an ecosystem of operating systems. So it's going to end up basically come down to that to that function. And it may not be that. It may end up just going, uh, like you said, they may end up just sticking with uh, the desktop mode that we have. And then at some point, we'll see some improvements into it. So we'll have to kind of make it, see how that kind of goes there. Uh, Ron Sangja, he's saying, hi, TK, can you talk about the quality of the skin on the Pixel 4a, please? Uh, color viewing angles, um, et cetera. Not worried about the ref refresh rate. Well, the refresh rate is 60 frames per second. There's not much going on there. Um, the overall, the display on here is actually pretty good. It's bigger. The quality of it, obviously, it's better. It's OLED. Uh, we still have all the same functions on it. Viewing angles are absolutely fantastic. I mean, you can, you can see if you can get it here. It's not going to focus. Let's see. Not happening. We're not a beauty. We're not. We're not a beauty. Uh, beauty thing. So here you can kind of see like the viewing angle. On it. it does get a little bit darker, but definitely very clear to be able to see things. Let's go ahead and bring up quickly a quick video. I'll show you guys. I wanted to bring my video on, but you know, you know how we do it. Let's go ahead and bring one from yesterday. We'll bring in the English side. And let this commercial go. I hope you guys, by the way, if you're staying safe, you're home, take it easy. So here we are. Uh, oh, of course, yeah, white balancing is going to be really bad. So here, you can see kind of the viewing angle on this. Very nice. Front, side, really good. Uh, the the white, It looks pretty washed out here. It's because of the white exposure here that it's going on. My hand is actually overexposing it. So if I actually say, if I had to say basically kind of like a comparison for, for the 350 price point, I think it's a great deal. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind using this on a daily, which I have been using on a daily just to actually enjoy content. Um, it's just a little bit smaller. That's about the only big thing about it. And, uh, that's a funny way for me to say it's a little bit smaller, but that's the big thing about it. Um, 
Paco, oh, so Paco's answering uh, there. So Gary's asking, uh, the Chrome, the, uh, sorry, the Chrome developers were using uh, Inbox, so uh, so maybe they didn't get the memo. <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, no, that, that's a good one, Gary. <laughs> so yeah, they're maybe using Inbox, and that could be the limitation of their problems. They they need to switch over to use uh, the new, uh, go back to using uh, Gmail, I guess. Um, OEMs and Googles um, will be happier to have low-level control over the device. The GPL license uh, prevents them from completely going rogue. <laughs> that would be a good opportunity. That would be a really good option, definitely, for sure. Sam, oh, man, um, hard to see. It looks like uh, 10 on the small screen. Um, OK, I think you're answering somebody else, Sam. I didn't get that one. Sorry. Would the Pixel 4 XL be the best overall camera for $700 if available? Um, I honestly, I think would, I would say overall, yeah. I mean, the reality of the matter is we're, I don't think we're seeing any indication that we're going to be getting a wide-angle lens. So the dual lens setup on the Pixel 4a is very good. The cameras, the main camera is absolutely fantastic. You benefit from the 855 processing that gives you the ability of much faster processing, not as many issues. Uh, I'm not saying it's an issue. The Pixel 4a works great, but it's the 730G that sometimes shows its uh, horsepower or its capabilities. When you're taking images, especially if you're taking them in succession, you'll notice that the processing on those images takes a little bit longer. So I, I think the seven, yeah, the the Pixel 4a XL for sure. I personally uh, recommend the XL always because of the uh, the size compatibility. Uh, for me, I feel like if it's too small for me to use for a long time, like the SE, the iPhone SE 2020, I'm not going to use it. This one, surprisingly, it's small, but you know what? Most of the display is actually display, very small bezels, really good, a very big improvement over last year, which I think a lot of people don't realize how much improvement they've done on the display technology and still give it to us for a cheaper starting price. Um, oh, here we have Matt with the super chat. Man, thank you very much, Matt. Appreciate that. TKR Bay. And yes, definitely you, me, Sam, and off the show. Happy to team up and play. We can play a few games of plunder, go in there and rack up some money and uh, keep leveling up. And then, of course, uh, we can play some heavy gaming there. Uh, but we'll do that. Yeah, no, uh, I'll hit you up a little bit later on on Twitter and uh, we'll have to set up a time. The only big difference is that you're on the you're UK time. Sam's on the East Coast, and I'm on the West Coast. So between the three of us, it's going to have to be in the middle of the morning, something like that, or maybe a little bit later in the morning, where it's uh, con, you know conducive for all of us to kind of hang out together at the same time. Um, so Sam has actually is answering Goran real quick. So Sam has the Pixel 4a, and he got it for about 500 bucks, uh, and he's keeping it alongside the Duo uh, for the uh, for the dedicated camera. Since um, I have a feeling that Duo uh, may not have the best camera experience, and I really don't think, yeah, I mean, you could see that from the spec sheet. It was never intended to. The camera was more of an afterthought, and it's mostly intended for chatting, not necessarily for yeah, you know, like producing content out of it. Um, the form factor, the pen input, the battery, uh, the uh, the mechanism, the hinge mechanism that we get there, those are going to be very exciting. So I'm excited for you, by the way, Sam, on, on that one. Please looking forward to the content that you'll put out there on that one as well. Um, Goron's coming back. My Mi 10 Ultra. Uh, oh, the Mi 10 Ultra has a great set of cameras, but China only for now. You know what? At the, at the announcement of the Mi 10 Ultra and that new Mi TV, the, 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 the transparent display, I, I have to say I'm very excited. I'm I'm, I'm almost a hundred percent sure that that device will come to the uh, international market at some point. I mean, the Mi and the Mi Ten, the Mi Ten and Mi Ten Pro uh, both were also originally they are always um, announced and released in the Chinese market because that's their home market. 
sorry about that. And um, they definitely come out later on, hopefully before the end of the year. And uh, my main thing that I'm really excited about that is that 125 watt charging that we get there, that quick charge 5.0 from, from Qualcomm, that's going to be one of the first devices to have it. So big, big difference there, charging in such a massive speed. So I, I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, and again, again, uh, thank you again, Matt, for that super chat. I appreciate that, man. I'm importing it. It's worth it. Uh, definitely. I think you should. I think you should if you're if we're willing to go for it. Duo, Sam, what? Um, so, yes, uh, if I can find the comments, uh, um, Goran's asking is if Sam's going to be buying the Duo. And I think, yeah, I think Sam mentioned it at the beginning of, uh, beginning of the channel. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, Central, Midwest, my mistake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so two hours. Okay. Two-hour difference between me and Sam and eight-hour difference between me and, uh, and, Matt, and, uh, and Matt. So that's that's how the across the states slash podcast uh, team is going to be hanging out. Uh, oh, Paco's answering there. Matt Tyler, um, I'm downloading <laughs> Warzone now. Okay. Um, I would So they just pushed out a massive update this morning, um, and I got a chance to play one match of Plunder before we started. Um, I had a business call to take care of early morning, and um, after I was done with that, uh, I, I got a chance to throw one in. So yes, no, Aditya, you want to jump in? Throw. Let's do that. Let's start. Let's build up a, a new squad going on in here. Uh, so a lot of things going on there, definitely. Um, the the one thing I didn't get a chance to mention to you guys, there'll be a link in the description for both uh, the the Voom uh, Max, the the Pixel Max. Uh, did I say it correct? Yeah, the Pixel Max uh, display directly from the Voom to be able to pick it up. It was a campaign. Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to uh, support them directly during that time, uh, and I do feel very badly about that one. I think it was um, it just I got swamped with everything else going on. Honestly, guys, there've been so many things, and uh, believe it or not, uh, this week has been somewhat of an interesting week for all of people that live at least in Los Angeles area. Um, a lot of our kids are starting to go back to school. So we're going to school from home, um, you know, basically education and being home, uh, having day job, having, you know, obviously YouTube stuff and also being a teacher at the same time or assisting our, our students with them. So uh, for us, we, we had an opportunity to set up a nice little desk for my son. I, I ended up using that Chromebook that I mentioned to you guys, the Acer Chromebook. Um, and it works perfectly great uh, for what they need. They rely on Google Classroom. That's the core of the system. Since it's a Google uh, Chromebook, it ran Classroom really good. Uh, they're still using a little bit of a mixture between Zoom and um, Google Meet. So they're, they're not really settled on which ecosystem to sit in. Uh, but it works great. And I feel like it's a great system to be able to have. And Chromebook or Chrome OS, I feel like, is built for this. So it's one of those really good operating systems that you just literally... Even though this PC is seriously like three to four years old, still runs as fresh and it still gets updates as much as any other PC. And that's the thing I love about Chrome OS. It, the support and the fluidity of how things run, it just cannot be beat. System is, like I said, it's a 2015, I want to say. About five years almost uh, the PC was originally released. I didn't buy it in 2015. I bought it in 2017, I think, or 20, uh, 2016. Um, and it still runs absolutely fantastic. Uh, let's see what else we have here. So Goran, oh Matt, um, oh so Matt's getting the uh, the getting the surface. So that's interesting. I thought it was Sam that was getting it. So it looks like Matt is getting it too. Oh wow. Uh, may I ask why Xiaomi has uh, has uh, issues with the Mi Ten with the Mi Ten Pro pricing? Seems that Xiaomi fans and buyers won't easily sell for a thousand. It's a little bit of a hard sell. You're right. 
Xiaomi is not known for being that expensive of a device. Most Xiaomi devices are generally a lot less. The Mi 10 Pro is definitely a thousand plus. It's basically a thousand dollar, a thousand euro uh, device. But I feel like the the aesthetic, the main differences between the Mi 10 and the Mi 10 Pro are a big difference in the camera department. But I think those are the big things that you want to keep in mind. It's the big aesthetical difference there. Um, both devices work great. Mi Y 10, uh, Mi Y 11, uh, 12 actually just got updated on both of them, the Mi, uh, the Mi 10 and the Mi 10 Pro. Um, I would just give it some time. I think the pricing, Sam buying the uh, the Duo. I think it's the appeal of what the, what it offers. It's kind of it's feeding off of the Windows Mobile uh, nostalgia factor for a lot of people. Even though it's not running Windows Mobile, I get it. Uh, but it's it's that whole Microsoft kind of thing going on, and I I really hope Microsoft takes off with this. That it's not a one off. That's my only one of my concerns that I'm going with right now. Um, uh, Darshan says, have you tried 160 hertz on the ROG phone? Any difference in you notice? So personally, I don't have the ROG phone 3. I have used 144 hertz displays on uh, the uh, Red Magic 5G. I think the difference between 144 and 160 is going to be very small. I mean, it's a very small, unnoticeable experience. The main thing about it is that you want to keep in mind is at the end of the day, it's not how fast your display goes. It's how fast you're able to push the display with what application. So it's a combination of different things. The RG phone 160 mode, by the way, is a developer mode. It's not an actual available mode for everybody. So it's not going to be something where everybody's going to be able to activate it unless they do their homework and they go over to XDA and turn it on. At the end of the day, most apps won't hit that. Um, in the performance that I've tested on the uh, on the Red Magic 5G, the 144 hertz mode ran about 145, 148. So even at that point, it's really hitting those limits of what we're able to push. I think 160 is a good to have, but not going to be turned on. Uh, Qualcomm itself actually only pushes, or actually only recommends going to 144. Um, it's not a selling point. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily bank on it. Most apps won't support it because it's not a. It's not an available feature for everybody, which means we will never really see the benefit. And the fact is, if you think of it just from a dis differences, uh, going from 60 frames to 90 frames was a noticeable difference because that's a 50% gain. Going from one, uh, one from uh, 60 to 120, that's 100% gain. Going from 120, from 60 to 144, you're going to 125. So you see the benefits are very big. But going from 144, which is what we've seen before, over to 160, not as big. Maybe from 120, it may be noticeable, but I think we're already hitting that certain limitation of what our, uh, the refresh rate needs to be. It's also the touch response. I think the touch response is the main benefit that you want to get. It's that 240 touch response that will benefit on the ROG phone too, for sure. Um, oh, Aditya. <laughs> Thank you very much, Aditya. Pre always appreciate it, man. I appreciate you supporting the channel as always. Um, I... The, the, the Sentinel 909. Welcome, man. Yes. No, I, I really hope everybody is having a great time. I, this, it's, a, it's an interesting time, right? We're in the third quarter of 2020. We have, we've seen the announcement of the Note line of devices. We've seen the somewhat of a teaser of the uh, new, uh, you know, Fold 2. The, the, the Surface Duo is going to be available in literally less than three weeks by the middle of, Mar by the middle of September. So maybe half a month, about a month, sorry. And um, we're seeing a lot of new things coming up that are obviously things that we were waiting for. Uh, we're seeing more virtual announcements. We're seeing uh, different events being canceled, and it looks like CES is going to be virtual as well. So it kind of looks like for the rest of 2020, we're going to be kind of what most of what 2020 has been for us. It's basically going through the current situation, seeing how things are, and of course, um, trying to trying to have a, as best of the time as possible uh, and try to deal with all the 
Oh man, all the things going on in, in in the world. Um things in things in Lebanon and Beirut are still kind of uh improving. A lot of people are still kind of trying to rebuild and trying to put things together. So those things are going on. And of course, like I said, um and there's just a lot of things going on. This is yeah. Uh for me, honestly, this is a weird thing that I, I don't know how to how to mention this, but um you know, like when you're stressed about something and you have something coming up and you're really stressed about it, you have a hard time sleeping. Uh, my son's first day of school, I was I felt like I felt I may have been more stressed than he was about his first day of school because of the way things were going, uh, making sure that the network was connected, making sure he was able to connect to his class, that he's able to, you know, his teacher's able to hear him, all of those things. I woke up at 3 a.m. the night of it, uh, the morning of, and I couldn't fall back asleep. My mind was just active, like worried how we were going to make sure everything works perfectly and that he it was going to be a situation where he was comfortable doing what he needed to do for school. So that was a big thing to get over. And with any parent, if you guys are watching, as you guys are going through what's going to school, if your kids are in school in person, or if you're doing online, I ha I feel for you guys. Honestly, uh, it it's tough. This year is by very very different. Uh, Matt's definitely not happy about being called Sam. <laughs> ah. <laughs> sorry, man. I am sorry. I if I mistakenly misunderstood it, I honestly thought I saw it somewhere where I, it said Sam, meaning you. We're going to be picking up the Surface Duo. So if it's Matt that's picking it up, uh, more power to you guys. And I, th I think it's going to be great. Um, Goran says, exactly, uh, exactly, uh, Vasikos. Uh, I'm sure Huawei's situation helped Xiaomi move into the top end. I absolutely think, yeah, I think the situation's going on right now. It's it's hard for for what's going on with Huawei. A lot of things going on. Um, and Matt doesn't okay guys you guys heard it here Matt doesn't be in mind being called Sam so we're gonna have to start going there uh from now on uh here um he would certainly benefit uh with some of your energy talk <laughs> uh we'll see what's going on here we have um uh, al Sosha. hey man good morning sabaho uh man Goran's going back I, uh, yeah dude guys it, it, it's definitely it's, it's a lot of things going on um but yeah, no, I think what we're going to see is a lot of different things kind of uh, coming up um, next week. I think the the main thing for me I'm focusing on is the Pixel 4a review. I want to put that out. I definitely want to be able to time it out. I'm, I'm hoping that it's actually back in stock. Um, I don't know if you had a chance to check out and see if it is available on their site yet. Uh, so here, Amazon, we're going to say Pixel 4a, because I think they were out for a while. And a lot here we are. Pixel 4a available from these sellers. Wow. What? <laughs> okay, I gotta share this. This is funny. Um, some people will will always try to basically benefit from uh from anything. Okay, so it looks like somebody in um Somebody in Premium Service California wants to sell the Pixel 4a for $874.33. And it includes free shipping. And you'll get it sometime by the end of September to beginning of October. What? No. Okay. The Pixel 4a will be back in stock as soon as Google is able to make more. I realize it's a very high demand device right now. But the fact is, if somebody even just to say that it would sell for 875 bucks, keep in mind, there's going to be tax on top of that, of course, in the US. So it's 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 a funny thing. I think a lot of people are going to be looking forward to it. I think the Pixel 4a is going to be, have a lot of exciting things going on for it. Development-wise, at this point, I feel like the once it becomes a little bit more uh, available, we may also see some options for development with Android and see maybe custom ROMs and so on. But 
I really don't think that's some, there's much that you need to be done to the Pixel 4a. Um, form factor is great. Price is great. Right now, honestly, the only issue that's going on with it is availability. A lot of the pre-sales went out the door very, very fast. And I think people are just wanting to get some like a very good, uh, I would not say inexpensive, but I would say basically a very good priced device. So appreciate that having that there. And um, Aditya is throwing in there, uh, TK, uh, you're a great human being uh, and a father, sir. Thank you. Your concerns regarding Omar's education is a reflection on that. This is a situation. This situation was um, unpre unprecedented, and uh, you're handling it like a champ. I appreciate that, man. No, always. It's it's one of those. Um, it, it's different. It's different. I, I grew up in a very different time, and and I I've experienced similar things like this, uh, but not not in the way that we had the internet, which gave us always give us the ability and connected without even being there, which is a big difference. And um, oh, sorry. Somehow this time it's Goku. It's not Vegeta. It's depending on how I actually bring it in. I never look, but it always comes out. Um, so I appreciate that. Thank you, Aditya. And uh, yeah. The, oh, I speaking of which. If you guys can, I didn't get a chance to catch it over on my Instagram. Uh, I even gave him a haircut. It wasn't my first, but it was. Uh, I'm getting better at fades, by the way. If you guys are looking for haircuts, we can do a virtual class. <laughs> um, oh man, take uh, appreciated Gary the fireman always with the super chat. TKR Bay versus across the podcast stream, winner take it all. Okay, that's it. We 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 got to do it now. Um, Actually, you know, I wouldn't mind setting up something for maybe tomorrow. Well, no, tomorrow afternoon is you guys. So across the podcast is going to be on tomorrow. Uh, Gary, the hero. I like that. <laughs> Gary is egging us. So Goran's like, hey, you know, Gary, the hero. It, Gary is egging us on. Gary wants to make sure that match happens. He wants to put us head to head. I'm trying to make it more of a co-op. We go into plunder and play together. And he's like, no, let's go, you know, for, let's go ahead, head to head. And then kind of, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk to, uh, we'll get Sam going on it and we'll get Matt going on it. And, and maybe we'll get Adam over from, uh, tech Odyssey. We'll make it a, a foursome because we need four for plunder. So it'll be a perfect setup if we're able to time it correctly. I don't remember where Adam is, uh, what, what part of the world Adam is from, uh, is far, sorry, what part of the country Adam's part uh, from. Uh, but I do remember, I think it's closer to the East coast. Um, Oh, sorry. Paco's answering right there and <laughs> turning off some fire. Gary's always egging us on to it. Uh, I agree. Uh, at some point, we, so uh, DT is answering Gary uh, Goran said, at some point, um, it will be a good, uh, okay, uh, receiving end uh, from the old guys. <laughs> oh, you guys are just messing up with everything. Sup, my dude. Iconic mods, man, dude. I'm getting some, so development is always big. Um, I was actually kind of surprised also that uh oh speaking of which the the note date the no eight sorry uh whole time we're sitting here i didn't even get a chance to mention it so i i posted a video of the note 8 uh the note 8 ultra i got a chance to play around with it last week while i was hanging out with josh uh we went to the arboreum here in in california in la area and um I have to say, uh, Samsung did some interesting improvements. They've done some improvements over what we've seen with the S20 Ultra. So that was a big thing for me. Uh, the camera improvements are obviously there. The focusing issue was uh, was a big issue, but they, they fixed that with the laser autofocusing. They got away from the whole uh, 100 times space zoom, which absolutely non-usable. Uh, it was just, I feel like there's some things that they've done. They've done a really good job of fixing. Um, the concern, and I'll have to see well, once I get my my own unit next week, uh, how that's going to be, is 
how is it functioning now, the fact that it is a smaller battery? I mean, so it's 4,500 milliampere battery. Um, I felt like they should have gone 5,000 the way we, we did it here. Um, and if we had Vegeta here, it should have been over 9,000, but that's just, you know, Vegeta's opinion. And he always likes 9,000 plus. So what I say is, I think like the overall concerns that I've seen in there is the, the just the functions, how things work. Uh, the microphone seemed great. I, I recorded a couple of clips and I included that in the video. Um, and it actually sounded really good. I was outdoors and it focused on me very good on the front as well as the back facing camera. Um, so those are things that I was really kind of excited for. I like the gestures that didn't work a little bit more system wide, but there were some issues there. It didn't work everywhere. Um, I still feel like that's more of a li little bit of a gimmicky thing. I think uh, initiating pictures from afar is going to be very nice. Um, using the pen to initiate certain things like controlling the phone when the phone's on the table, that makes sense. The reality of the matter is if my phone is sitting here and I'm holding the pen, this is too close. It needs a distance. And I think a lot of people are not focusing that. And hopefully that's what I'm going to try to do. All of the different options that we get there. Um, I did decide to pick up both the Note 20 and the Note 20 Ultra. Um, so yes, my, my bank account is definitely empty. Um, but there's going to be a quick turnaround on, the, on both of those devices because I want to be able to get some of that money back and put it back into the fold so that I can cover that. And that's one of the reasons why I'm, I'm not going with the, uh, the Duo this year. I didn't, I didn't actually pre-order it, mostly because I kind of already had a, a course correction, well, not a course correction, a course set into what I feel like I needed to cover. And I feel like those are going to basically wipe me. And then if 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 it does actually end up coming out on the time that it's supposed to, the A7S3 Sony camera, that's going to be replacing my GH5 here. Uh, so at some point, I'm going to be selling the GH5 to get upgrading there. So a whole bunch of things going on. And um, that's a little bit of more housekeeping of anything else that's going on. Uh, so, oh, the Sentinel 9 and 9, do you think the Pixel 4a has any chance in Europe versus uh, many cheap, uh, cheaper devices, uh, but capable Chinese phones from Xiaomi, Oppo, and Realme? Absolutely, absolutely. The camera alone puts all of those other devices to, to basically a, a point of reference. Like, basically, it puts them on check. The only thing I would say, because I did take, and I did start working on a comparison between it uh, for the Nord and the Pixel 4a, it's the lack of the wide angle lens. It's the fact that we only have one lens and the lens itself works great. Images come out great, but you're having to be that zoom factor. You're having to be basically the ability to take in that wider shot. You have to step back. And I think that's where the flexibility, where the, some of the other devices, the, ch the cheaper prices, like I said, basically either Xiaomi, uh, Oppo, or even Realme. So basically like the Realme and the Redmi kind of devices, those exceed because they're including multiple lenses. So it depends at the end of the day, what the users want to get. For the best camera experience at around $350, I think it's honestly the best experience you can get. Video is okay as long as you're stabilized and you're holding it down. I don't think it's going to basically perform as best as a lot of people think it should, uh, but it is actually very nice and very usable. So it's not, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying if you compare it to what iPhone can perform or like an iPhone 11 or even the SE, you can see the differences there. Uh, but I, I think it's something that we need to keep in mind and keep checking on that. Uh, that's actually going to be my on my TED class, uh, my TED talk next month. Uh, how to do haircuts uh, and how to learn how to do haircuts on your on your ten year old child during this time. <laughs> it's going to be. I mean, I already have a good job here. I mean, I kind of like cover it, uh, and I kept the. Uh, by the way, I kept the hat on because I don't want to show the line of the hat. That's why the hat is on the whole time. And um, as soon as I can actually work out the whole merch situation. Um, I think the hat is a win. I think I like the shirt. The shirt looks good. It's the same logo. 
Um, and weird enough, on camera, this looks great because the placement of it is high enough that it kind of doesn't sit very low on my shirt. But in real life, when I'm walking around, it's actually too close up. I feel like it's slightly up and it needs to be a little bit bigger. So maybe the shield a little bit different. But I'm working with the same lady that you guys worked with. So it should be pretty good. And, I, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what she comes up with. Um, I think it doesn't stand a chance. Oh, my God. Matt, don't tell me that you cut your own kids' hairs. Because if you've already been doing it, man, then I should have been getting tips from you all this time. Uh, I had to learn the hard way. And fade is not an easy haircut to give. Uh, Sam is wise. <laughs> if you can't beat them, uh, join them simply wise. No, absolutely, guys. Absolutely. Um, I I need to, I, maybe that's what I should do. Uh, the ETS are basically like saying that TK should be uh, uh, schooling, TK should be schooling in the beard and the haircut tips at this point. I think uh, that's one thing that we had to learn. I couldn't go see my barber for the longest time and I still can't go see my barber right now. So yes, trimming, uh, maintenance and all all of that stuff we've all become uh, actually this is what if you think about it one of the things that sold out on amazon during this period uh are these type of equipment like uh hair trimmers any clippers and stuff all of those things kind of went out the door because people want to be able to you know clean up but not necessarily become professionals um the camera hump on the note 20 ultra is huge protecting it requires proper hard shell case of course so that was the one of the big things and guys it's not as bad. Well, take that back. It it's it is a kind of in the same ballpark as what we have on the Note 20, right? On the S20. But it's actually bigger than this. Like you guys can barely see it here. Let me go ahead and switch over to the top view. Sorry. So you can kind of see it right there. So this is the hump that we get here. This is actually smaller than what we have on the note. The note is actually much, much bigger. And this has a periscope lens. So I'm not sure why they decided to go with such a polarizing uh look. And most of their cases don't, well, again, we have to kind of see what the cases look like. I haven't seen a lot of the options that we that we can see that would definitely, um, you know, appreciate the, val the, the, the hump itself. Uh, I saw somebody putting it on a table and try to write on it or even use the S-Pen and just wobble central. So definitely, um, I saw something from Dome Glass that was a glass protector uh, for the back lens, since this is actually a big enough of a an area now, uh, they give us a glass protector not only for the front display but the back one as well. So that may be something we need to invest for specifically for the Note 20 Ultra as well as the Note 20. Um, but we still have to get over the price first. For me, I'm having to trade in phones to be able to bring down the price a little bit. Uh, even then, won't be able to keep them too long. Um, there's a rumor that Samsung would be releasing the Exynos SoC in all parts of the world. What do you think about that, guys? Um, I think uh, MN is actually referring, uh, referring to, uh, and I think Max kind of commented on that one a couple of times, a couple of days ago. The reality of the matter is, I think there's a long time ago, back when this first started, the Exynos and the Qualcomm chipset issues were purely based on uh, radios. The Qualcomm chipset had a certain type of radios that worked in the US market, and the US market needed those, where Exynos was exceeding in different markets. And that's what kind of started the whole trend of Exynos for European, Middle East, and of course, Qualcomm for US as well as um, the Korean market. Uh, the main thing that you want to keep in mind at the end of the day is Samsung can use whatever chipset they want, but people know that the Exynos has some concerns. For them to take away the Qualcomm chipset and go straight Exynos will automatically hurt them in the long run uh, because people appreciate the function of what the uh, what the C what the CPU is from Qualcomm. Not only that, Qualcomm is such a dominating power, especially in 2020. Samsung can't just step away from them and say, you know what, it's okay. You can go do things differently. Um, 
I think it would be a mistake. I think it's something that Samsung should, I mean, definitely really heavily consider. And if anything, before even moving in that direction, they should bridge the gap between the two, make it so that it's almost seamless or indistinguishable between the Qualcomm chipset and the Snapdragon or the Exynos model. So those are big things that we need to keep in mind. Um, Qualcomm has definitely done a lot of improvements. 2020 has been a big, big jump. Um, also, uh, Exynos, uh, so at this point, Exynos still hasn't done a lot of improvements when it comes to charging power. And we already saw that the you know 875 or the brand new Qualcomm uh, Quick Charge 5.0, what it can do. Again, you need a Qualcomm chipset to be able to run this. You lose a lot of that benefit if you change away from it. So I'm I'm interested to see what they do. Uh, I think it's a rumor and nothing more. And I, I think it's the wrong direction and at least wrong time right now. Oh, Andrew is in the comment. Hey, man, welcome back. Oh, hi. Um, uh, helping uh, with uh, family. Dude, I haven't seen Andrew for some time. Uh, happy to see you, man. Glad that you're doing good. Uh, Faisal, uh, Faisal is saying, hi, which one do you think is better? The OnePlus 8 Pro 12 256 gig or the Note 20 Ultra Exynos 8 256? Uh, from what I've seen in the past, I would definitely go with the OnePlus 8 Pro just from the sheer horsepower. Camera performance is actually pretty good. You get wireless charging, reverse wireless charging, and the 12256 is literally crazy level uh, experience. You're not going to be disappointed. You are going to lose, obviously, on the on these uh, SD card support, so that's the only big difference. But I think otherwise, it's still a much better winner. And, and nothing, and not only that, uh, you're getting it, the best version is literally under a thousand bucks. It's an easy, easy recommendation. Nothing's wrong with the Note 20 Ultra. I think it's mostly just for the price. I feel like a lot of their features are added, but again, the Note, the pen, if the pen is not a conversation, which which is why you're recommending uh, the 8 Pro, uh, then I would say the 8 Pro. If the pen is a require, is something that you definitely need, then obviously you're going to switch over to that one there. Uh, it, it's as long as the pen would be the big thing. Like I said, Faisal, I, I would say just uh, let the let the pen decide for you. If you don't need the pen, the eight Pro is always going to be the better decision there. Um, I'm doing okay. So yeah, no, Andrew, uh, Andrew's doing good. Uh, DT is doing as well. Um, Vasikos is. I'm hoping to. I'm hoping at least Samsung sees. Um, the hate and bring the Exynos next year with uh, AMD graphics. Maybe according to the rumors. I, I think it, they need to take the, the the comments and the recommendations to heart, right? They need to listen to their user base. They didn't really, I, I feel like they didn't really do much on the listening part, especially with the Note line. They did the 865 plus for the, the Qualcomm side. So they went with a newer chipset. They didn't do what they did last year, right? The Note 10 and the S10 both share the 855. We didn't see an 855 plus. So they went higher on one end, which makes makes them kind of like almost say like, hey, we're doubling down on Qualcomm, not necessarily doubling down on House Exynos because they kept the 990 for the Exynos model. Um, from what I've seen with some people that have been looking into it is something uh, there's a little bit of an overheating issue that's still present with the Exynos model. So that is still going to be a concern. Uh, I hope that they fix that. And I hope they just basically kind of uh, bring in with the next series of chips, especially around the Note uh, 30, aside of the Note 30, the S30 line of devices, um, better processing power and better cooling for their Exynos chipset. I hope they just need to focus on it. If they're going to bring it in as their main main chipset, they need to focus for it for sure. Raj, uh, TK, I, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the love, man. You're one of the best YouTubers. I appreciate it, Raj. And I, you know what? Now that I saw you in here, I didn't forget about the uh, TK Inception, man. I'm not gonna forget about it. Let me let me minimize this guy, and I want to do it now before I forget because I always I, I tend to forget this. So here we're gonna bring it into the main screen. We are gonna share. 
and we are going to share the screen and boom let's go ahead and bring it we'll bring raj back in and we'll take raj right here you are see that's the cool way to do it man oh man let's go ahead and bring it in here and i'll i'll bring you guys one more time back here sorry i do need to stop the sharing because i realized it went straight to the screen um next question we have uh where is it uh thanks man i appreciate it uh here scott uh, how's the note 20 ultra battery life been for you so far so um scott the weird part about it is um and i kind of mentioned it in the video a little bit um overall i haven't actually had the device the the phone the video that i pushed that I pushed out was after me doing some hands-on time and impression so i got a chance to play around with it uh, josh and i hung out for a few hours at the arboretum so the experience that i'm sharing with you guys was from a lot of hands-on time with it during that time playing with the cameras taking pictures uh, and using it and i did a lot of hands-on comparison battery life I would imagine the fact that it's running some of the newer processors and of course with samsung 4500 was not going to be a problem my issue with it is the fact that the ultra model this is the higher end the bigger one is physically bigger than the one uh, the s20 uh ultra and it has a smaller battery by five you know the 500 milliampere battery i realize that it needs an s pen but if the form factor was the same which just the, the sharp edges i would have been like it makes sense it's a little bit bigger. They could have been added that little extra space for the S Pen function and kept the battery bigger. And I feel like that's where we really needed to see. Um, overall, I think we'll we'll know more about the battery life. But I don't I, I, sus I don't suspect it being very bad at all. It's the latest processor. It's running One UI 2.5 with some optimizations. One of the which I really like the fact was the ability of actually using the gesture function, the native gesture function within One UI on other launchers, which is something that drives me crazy on my S20 Ultra because I'm using Nova Prime. And I can't use the one UI gestures or the standard Android 10 gestures. I am limited to swiping up for where the buttons would be. So very, very uh, painstaking process that I really would have would have loved Samsung being able to fix that. But it seems like it's something that we will we'll, we will get with 2.5. Um, I was waiting for the Note 20 Pro. So this is uh, uh, Aljosa. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. I was waiting for the Note 20, uh, but when I realized that they are going with an old Exynos chips, uh, again, I went and I bought the V60. I think that's a great decision to go with the V60 with the 865, uh, especially as a, as a smartphone. Now, if it's available for you in the market, that, that's going to be the biggest concern. Obviously, the V60 is not available everywhere, but if you're able to get it, that's a good one. I think the Note 20 is a very interesting device. Right now, a lot of people are giving it some hate. Um, mostly on the on the camera configuration it has a lot of differences between it and the note 20 ultra there's it's not what you normally see that that very minor difference like a couple of cameras here and there bigger display but no we're talking 1080p 30 flat display different camera sensors on the back the touch responsiveness um, on the s pen is also slightly different between this uh, the note 20 and the note 20 ultra so there's a lot of things going on and they're still demanding and of course there's the polycarbonate or the plastic backing um, it depends on the person that you're working, you're talking to. Some people may like it, some people may, may may not. But I feel like the price on that one will drop a little bit. So there's going to be a conversation. And uh, I, I want to. I ordered it with the understanding of. I, I think it's something that we need to try and we need to see how it holds up. On paper, we're getting all of those conversations going. Very few people have it, so we'll have to basically see how that works. And if honestly, in my opinion, if you're going to case your phone anyways not necessarily going to be an issue with the build quality it, it's going to come down to what you can do with the phone that really ends up being what you need to do um 
the TKception. Yeah, man. No, appreciate that. Always, always. Uh, TKception was just going to remind you about so Raj, so just to let you know a detail. Raj in the last few streams always comes on around that uh, like around that time and kind of reminds me of it. So as soon as I saw his name, I usually got that kind of that timing of it, and we're kind of getting close to it too. Um, I wanted to kind of do it so that I don't forget um, and always get it that there. TK Inception, man, dude, guys, it's it's actually it's kind of fun and. Um, <laughs> no dude raj always always remember it that it's one of those really fun things to do always on the stream uh man um let's see what else is going here uh the plastic bag is the main uh gripe people would have been fine if it was glass on even or even metal i feel like it is it's a weird decision it's a weird decision to go in 2020 with a device this expensive this different than the ultra and it's almost like they released two separate phones that have stylus. It's it's very, very similar. They're both notes. There's no question that they're notes. But the experience is going to be different. The experience with the cameras, the autofocusing, the, the display type. You have a one with curves, and we have one that is strictly flat. Um, and then, and then if, of course, no SD card. So there's a whole bunch of things that kind of just make this conversation for the note 20 a little bit of it's a, it's a hard conversation but i still think some people will buy it i don't think it'll sell as much as the ultra but you may correct me you may say that i'm wrong i think it's done by design i really think it's done by design i think samsung knows people want to get the ultra and they're giving you the note 20 as a good excuse to go there nothing's wrong with the note 20 in the sense as a phone i'm sure it's going to be quite capable processing power internal storage um, all of those things are going to be great uh, the cameras i'm pretty sure will run really nice it's it's going to come down to the the feel like you know is a thousand dollars is a thousand dollar phone okay to be plastic and i feel like samsung should have should not have crossed to that level i think glass would not have cost them that much more and keep the rest of the features i think that would have taken the conversation away um it's a decent phone. I do agree for a lot of compromises for the hardware for a thousand dollars, but it's not a bad phone. It it has value for the money. And again, yes, exactly, Aditya. It's it's. I think it's a story that needs to be told from a Note Twenty's point of view. I think some you know once we start getting the hardware and we start talking about it, I think it's going to be one of those devices a lot of us will want to focus on. A lot of people are going to jump on the Ultra. A lot of people are going to talk about the Ultra, but I think the Note Twenty is going to be lost in the conversation. Um, but I also feel like the price will drop. I think what happened with the S20 in the beginning of the year, a lot of people didn't really give it a lot of love because it didn't support, you know, ultra wideband 5G. And then lo and behold, Samsung re-released it with the ultra band 5G later on. So we know that that is quite possible. Um, the response file on the pen and the touch latency. Yeah, no, it, it, that, that factors into the, the, the fact that the display is a 1080p 60 panel as opposed to what you're getting. Even though it's adaptive, it's a QHD 120 uh, you know, refresh rate. So you're able to hit those. And of course, the high touch response uh, factor that in also augments the performance of the S Pen. Because of the refresh rate and the touch response, the S Pen actually works a lot better. And there's less of a lag between the touch and the actual drawing on the display. Although... If I have to say, uh, David Lee kind of put out in his comments saying the reality at the end of the day, using a pen on glass on a pen, uh, on a display, the experience won't be like earth shattering like night and day. But again, we we really need to have both phones to be able to start making that conversation. Um, but we'll see. Let's see what Raj is coming in. Um, I'm planning on upgrading to the Note 20 Ultra uh, uh, because the Buds Live. Oh, the Buds Live come for free, uh, but they said oh, you have to claim it as an offer. So that's actually a good option if you're able to get it. The Buds Live are 170 bucks uh, in the U.S. We got a um, 
I think they give us $150 credit with the with a pre-order if you put in a pre-order for the device. And that can pretty much mostly uh, takes up uh, most of the price of the Buds Live for about 15 bucks. So it's a great option. Um, I don't know what Samsung said, but they didn't give uh, they didn't give them together with that. Uh, can you explain the TK? I think what, what they did is, um, I'm assuming you have the same situation. It's a pre-order bonus, meaning... Once you pre-order it and your device ships, they'll give you a code or they'll they'll basically send you a pair of uh, earphones, the Buds Live. Um, I want to say last year with the Galaxy, not last, yeah, it was in 2019 when the S10, when the Buds Live first came out, people that ordered the S10 or the S10 Plus, no, the S10 Plus or the S10, um, I want to say the S10 and the S10 Plus um, got to pick up a free pair of uh, Galaxy Buds, but you needed to redeem them. So it's something that's going to be probably within the app, the Samsung Shop app on your phone. You'll get the coupon, and once you do it from your phone, you're able to redeem the free Buds. Uh, I don't know specifically how they're doing it internationally. For us in the U.S., they just give us a credit at the same time as the pre-order. And as you're checking out, you get to select a few things, and then you just take credit out of that. So uh, if you didn't see that at the beginning, more than likely it's going to be a redemption option in the in the app. It's kind of like the OnePlus 8 and the 8 Pro. Uh, Ryu, I'm not sure where we're getting, where we're commenting there. Uh, the S20 Plus 4G is 750 bucks. It's actually not a bad deal. The S20 Ultra, it's, it's actually, the Plus is realistically a, a good, it's a decent upgrade from what we got from last year. Uh, but again, the question would be is, do you need that 5G? If you don't, then yeah. Uh, $700, it's actually 750 is not bad. Um, Gary is pointing in no SD support um, on uh, on either notes. That's a huge change, Sam. No, uh, the Note 20 Ultra does have an SD support. It's the Note 20 that does not. So Note 20 Ultra still does have uh, SD support. That's uh, one of the one of the things they always did. They did that last year with the Note 10 Plus. Hopefully that answered that there. Hey TK, um, uh, how's it going, uh, Sheikh Sheikh Hassan? Um, we're we're doing good, man. We're it's it's Saturday. Well, actually, let me see. It's twelve twenty three. It's Saturday, and it's it's a very. Uh, let's see. Let's see how hot it is outside now, guys. It is going to be one of those really. Oh my god. Okay. So, point of reference. It is noon, and we're already at one hundred and five. So, for point of, just for conversions for most people, uh, if you're if you're not familiar with the Fahrenheit system, it's about 42, 41 to forty two uh, Celsius. It is free. it is hot. It is hot, and I almost said the word F. I didn't want to say that. It is hot outside, and it was hot at eight o'clock, and it's hot at noon, and it's not the hottest temperature yet. It actually gets warmer by around three to four o'clock. So we're probably going to hit the hundred and ten or so. It's a heat wave, and it's going to be going all the way through next Friday. And of course, um, pretty close to where I am right now, there's also some fires going on, which is that's the other problem that we have here. Um, uh, the, uh, Diamond Baga, Darren, uh, hi everybody. Um, what's your thoughts on Oxygen OS, uh, looking like, uh, like one UI? I think, so Ryu's comment on Ryu Eugene here, there is, um, I think at the end of the day, the aesthetics are similar. They're very much one-handed experience. They bring the UI down. It's closer to the hand. It's easier to use with one hand on the device. Um, I feel like OnePlus is, is is moving in a certain direction and this supports that direction oxygen os um i don't think oxygen os was suffering from an issue of looking stagnant or didn't you know or looking in a way where it was it hasn't moved or been updated for a while i feel like oxygen os was known and loved for that for a long time 
this is a decision that is obviously taking them to the next level. They want to play in the big games. They want to be able to provide the same experience as what Samsung, OnePlus, uh, sorry, Samsung, um, Huawei, uh, all the other bigger you know, flagship players have been able to offer for some time. And that's the UI elements. Hopefully, we'll be able to see some theme supports that give us the ability of switching between standard Oxygen OS and the new Oxygen OS. Um, I'm a little bit kind of a torn between the two. I use One UI obviously on my One Plus, on my Samsung One uh, S20, and I feel like Oxygen OS, the older, the, the current version of Oxygen OS, not 10, 11 but 10, is what I I identify Oxygen OS to look like. So if you think of a device, most of us think of hardware and software. Hardware is half the story. Software is what we are in all the time because we don't always turn the phone and look and it's like, hey, this is nice and shiny. No, we turn it around and we use the UI. Those are the things we live in on a day-to-day activity. So my hope is that they put in enough time that doesn't impact the performance. And at the end of the day, maybe give us an option to be able to choose between one over the other uh, because otherwise we'll end up having to do some obviously development which will change things for us and give us the experience also um i haven't seen much talk about what the differences are going to be between hydrogen os and oxygen os as those are generally two versions of uh, of what oneplus puts out uh, puts out for their phones for the indian market and the european market uh oh i think that's what we were talking about here gary's probably, uh my bad thanks for <laughs> okay so he's, i think answering somebody else uh, what magic modules do you use, and what's your favorite ones, uh, Sheikh Hassan? Right, uh, right. Sorry, Sheikh, Has, uh, Sheikh Hassan. Um, right now, I haven't actually fired up one of my rooted uh, OnePlus phones for some time. I've been I've been focused mostly on like trying to push out a whole bunch of stuff. I do want to get it to actually see and if we can get the Android 11 uh, beta, the developer preview three rooted, and see if we can get Magic's running on it. Uh, there's been better good development on beta three to run. So Oxygen OS always been one of my favorite. Um, but I think OnePlus and, and Magic's modules, I think for the most part, are going to be very interested with Android 11. I I want to say Android 11 may be changing some of the game on us. Uh, and we've always dealt with it whenever it comes to Magic's, uh, sorry, uh, exposed modules specifically. Um, whenever we go to the next version of Android, uh, compatibility goes out the door and everything has to be rebuilt. So I'm holding off a little bit. A lot of my devices are starting to run uh, developer previews and betas. So Magix doesn't really jive very well with a lot of those things. So I'm waiting on those and I'll be able to hopefully put out a, maybe we'll put out a, a new, you know, Android 11 be, uh, best Magix uh, modules, of course. Um, here, TK, what, what do you think about the Surface Duo? I think it's a great device from for what it offers. I my hope is that it's a device that is going to be supported. Um, the the specifications are arguably not the not going to be the you know the biggest thing that blows us out of the water. I'm happy to see that the battery is actually not a super small battery for that thin of a device, and it's a dual battery. I'm happy to see that there is a camera, but again, not being the heavy focus there. Um, the UI elements and all of the developments that I think uh, Microsoft will do for the Surface Duo will benefit the Android ecosystem dual display um, uh, as a whole. Development companies will have to put applications that support it will, will just translate much better, especially for like LG devices. I feel like those are going to be much, much better. Um, it's hot and fires all around out there. Yeah, no, uh, Gary Gary has a, a perfect point there. Yes, um, it's it's hot, it's dry, and it's windy. It's like a sadly to say a perfect storm for any kind of brush to turn into a kindling so uh yeah but w- biggest thing that's going on here especially in an area in los angeles where i am in santa clarita uh, a little but maybe 
35, 40 minutes further inland, uh, there's actually a, the Lake Elizabeth fire going on, which unfortunately makes the air around where I am very unhealthy to breathe. So outdoors in this heat, just not recommended for anybody. So if you are in the general area of Santa Clarita or uh, San Fernando area in, in California, be safe and take it easy and, and try to stay hydrated. That's the best way to say it. Uh, it is hot. LA, uh, California is just not, uh, not going to be fun. Um, no, uh, I mean, I think I meant, if I said 55, I, I'm sorry. I, I meant to say it's 41, 42 uh, Celsius. So it's 105 uh, in the U.S. Fahrenheit, about 41, 42 Celsius. Um, oh, Andrew, say, uh, you know what Android interface I really found not to mind uh, now? LG's new Samsung-like interface is really quite good. Um, I think, so you're... Um, Andrew picked up the V60. So uh, Andrew is uh, rocking the V60 and rocking the dual screen life right there. Uh, and I really love the uh, the new UI element. I agree with you. I think LG is learning a lot. Surprisingly, though, um, where you saw some of those improvements on the V60, the Velvet didn't get as much of those uh, improvements that we saw, which is always very interesting. Uh, and of course, Norton is recommending me some ransomware stuff. Um, the thing I use the one, uh, the, the thing I, okay. So the thing is one UI app experience is consistent. The new UI is like a piece of one UI, a uh, piece of oxygen, old oxygen OS. Um, the new UI is like a piece of the uh, one UI and a pieces of, but isn't that how oxygen OS has always been? You know, oxygen OS always brought in features from old, like even back in the day when whenever we got a new version of Android or a new version of Oxygen OS, it always blended certain features from the previous version of the Android operating system and blended it with a new one. So it's always been a mishmash a little bit. Um, we'll have to see. I really, I'm really hoping we'll see more updates and better refinement. This was purely the first release of it, and it ran and it actually runs pretty nicely. So we'll have to see truly how that benefits us on on the on the daily as far as usage. Sorry. Um, Hey, uh, that Gogeta art is from Dragon Ball Legend game. Um, have you ever tried that? I've tried playing the Dragon Ball Legends, uh, and I haven't had a chance to play uh, heavily on it. My son plays Dragon Ball Legends a lot more for, uh, than, than I do. I've been stuck on Call of Duty lately uh, and very heavily a Call of Duty mobile. Not mobile, Call of Duty uh, Warfare, Warzone. Hey, always. Um, oh, Smarsh, okay, so... I, I, I want to say a while back, uh, I, I started reading into it. I never had a chance to try it out, uh, mostly because it just did not kind of, um, I, I didn't really have any any way of actually using it fully uh, and make it sure that it actually works correctly on, on, on anything for me. So uh, there's been a lot of other developments also that I, I've seen. I think I saw another one in January at CES where they were trying to bring Chromebook into a, a, a dual display function kind of a thing. Uh, but no, sadly, I haven't had a tried using that that well. And of course, Andrew Wallace, as usual, the, with the with the super chat, I appreciate that. Um, it looks like a lot of the Surface Duo app features are going to be usable on LG. To, uh, oh, sorry, the screen phones as the dual screen phones as well. Um, what Surface Duo features would you like to see LG phone uh, screen phones? I think it's more about the functionality and the, uh, like I said, one of the things I talked about earlier, uh, which was the video that Juan put out, um, and it was the fact that we want development from support, well, we want support from developers developers and companies for dual screen functions, giving us the ability of still running multiple applications on the device and not treating them as instances, meaning the moment you step away from it, it pauses the second thing. Um, 
before the whole thing with Sam, uh, with the Netflix that Juan was putting out, I saw a whole bunch of games where you're when you're jumping from one game to another. Let's say you're playing a game on the second screen, but you're not playing it with the controller. You're playing it more of a, just a full screen game on the second screen. The moment you touch a different display, the game goes into hibernation. It just pauses the game. So if you're playing and you're waiting for your turn, you have no visual indication of when it's ready. You have to kind of reinitiate it by touching the screen. And I think that's the main function that I want to see. Better support for multiple displays. Um, better support for multiple displays with a seam in the middle, not multiple displays in the sense of like a foldable, right? Because the foldable essentially just gives you access to that whole display. It's just a bigger form factor. The dual display function, which I found that the Surface Duo is doing really good, is the integration of having them sized correctly for the two displays so that when you're opening, let's say, Outlook, it opens up correctly. You get the preview on the right, and then you uh, you get the preview of the message on the, on the, on the right, and then you get the message list on the left having that natively supported. And also when you switch it over more with the long form, you get that same scrolling effect. And I think that's the optimization that I want to be able to see. LG is doing really good from what we went from the V50 to the V60, uh, the V50 to the V60 to the G8X to the G to the Velvet. Uh, but I don't see them going backwards and updating things. Like the improvements that we saw with the, the Velvet namely one thing is like the ability of swiping down to open notification still hasn't been pushed to the v60 and that's been out for a while so that's the thing that i would love to see from dual displays at least lg is incorporating updates and actually pushing more updates we are still lacking in that department sadly um hopefully that, that kind of got it there uh fat produce Absolutely. Yeah. No, Gary's like, yeah, not only do we need water to, to keep high, stay hydrated, but we also need to wear our masks. Uh, and maybe, you know, maybe I'll see, maybe we'll be able to get like all decked out. We'll get the mask with the shield on it, the TK shield here with the hat. They're like, who is this guy? And we're like, look, who is this? No, we'll have to figure it out. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Paco's answering there. Um, it's not bad at all. Essentially, considering the move from the V60, uh, I moved to the V60 uh, freer. I, I feel like the V60 is definitely a winner. I th the reality, I think a lot of people don't realize that uh, from the Pixel 4. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, it, it's a big upgrade from between the two. But I, I still think uh, the main benefit also when you go in there is the video capabilities that the V60 has. That The Pixel 4, not that it doesn't have a good one, but was limited in what you were able to do. The Pro mode on the V60 is absolutely great. Yeah, no, for sure. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, you know, sorry, uh, Andrew's, you know, like that would be great as well. Um, I'm still waiting on a Dragon Ball dedicated podcast. Um, I, I, I always want to try to do that. I always love trying to uh, try to do a separate, like just hanging out and geeking out on things. And I think by going on Tech Odyssey's video yesterday, uh, live stream, I realized I think should I just should have like, uh, I'll have a few of you guys on and we can just hang out and just have some coffee, kind of like how Across the Podcast is. It's more uh, informal and kicking it with everybody. Not to say that this is formal by any means, but again, alongside the same thing. Um, Netflix is paranoid about copyright. You can't even take a screenshot of the plane something. Absolutely. And I, and I think it's it's a licensing issue, right? They want to be able to keep their licensing. They want to be able to expand and keep all of those. And at the end of the day, um, the weird thing, though, which is really weird thing, it worked that way before. It was functional. Um, and I think uh, Juan Carlos found a way to work it around with uh, one of the uh, Reddit uh Somebody off of Reddit, uh, glowing rectangles, I think, helped them out with it. But they were able to get that working again. But the limitation is is a big limitation issue. It be, it makes it so it's unfunctional. It's not to say again. I'm saying pop up windows are functional. They're great, 
but there's a big limit. We can't resize them yet. Android 11 brings in the resizing function. So in Android uh, 10, which is what we have on the, on the V60 and the Velvet, those are limited to what you're able to bring up. So it pops up in the same window. You're able to move it in certain spots, but you can't resize it. Those things will come later. And that could be a somewhat of a bridging concern, meaning that it'll help us in the mean term. But I still think Netflix needs to figure out a way to, to get their copyright situation worked and still give us the access to be able to enjoy it on multiple screen. Um, I can't currently check on Netflix app on uh, on Chromebook, but does does it behave the same pauses on dual uh, as on dual screens? Uh, overall, I think it's if you do it in pop up window, it doesn't pause. But if you're just watching it and just multiple screen, it doesn't. Chrome OS doesn't because it's it treats it as a Chrome instance. It's no different than when you run it on your PC. So if you're running dual tabs and you split screens and you shift between one and the other, it does not have that problem. It assumes you are running on a desktop and it gives you that desktop experience. It's something to do with I think it's something to do with the LG UI system because it's not just Netflix. I've seen it in games where it used to drive me crazy. It's something to do with the where the developer says if the attention is away, meaning if you switched away from the app, it puts it into a hibernation mode, meaning it turns off the audio, it turns off the display, or pauses it. And that's what's going on with Netflix. Netflix just turned on the switch to be able to support that function so that if for any reason you step away from the app and you're not using it in a pop-up mode, it doesn't work. And that's what we need to be reverting. We need to go back to allow it to run in the background, which I feel like Netflix just needs to optimize it. And the Surface Duo will definitely, hopefully get us into that point. Um, Halloween costumes. <laughs> the Halloween is going to be really, really interesting this year. I'm, I'm really like, nobody's talking about it right now, obviously. We're still in August. We're all worried about how to get back to schools and so on. Uh, but the fact that it matter is Halloween is two and a half months away from now. And that's a big, big thing for kids to go out and, and, and trick-or-treat and so on. And I don't know how we're doing it. We're still trying to figure out how. Um, right now, the ideas are being floated of basically just putting a bucket of candy out there. It's just, it's hard. It's hard, man. Um, I picked up a Google Next Max for my family to use, uh, which worked great, except for the Google Duo calls, ended up being very quiet despite the uh, being uh, being sent to a maximum volume. Um a little bit of an interest. So try resetting your 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 unit because I I just got the Google Max the uh, the same one the next Hub Max. Um, it didn't seem like it was super quiet on my end. It was it was okay as long as the other person's microphone was close. So it depends on the distance. Um, unless where I'm maybe the best friend. So uh, Andrew, the other party that you're talking to, are you talking to two Google Home Maxes or are you talking to a phone and a, and a Google Home Max? Because I've done it in that way where I make calls, like I've called my wife using it and it seemed like it works great. And the, and the biggest feature that I have to say that I love about it is that front-facing camera, the adjustment where it zooms to the character. So if you have two people in front of it, um, let's say you open it up and you start with two people and the frame is sitting there. It'll, it winds the angle to fit two people. And if let's say one of them moves, it shrinks the camera, brings it down directly to the second person and zooms in with actually almost lossless experience and or even quality. So um, I would do a reset on that one if that's the big problem. Otherwise, um, try. We'll, we'll have to talk. It shouldn't be this low. For me, it's been really good and the volume has been really loud. Definitely. Let me, let's check that air. Um, Oh, Haynes video calls on the Google Nest Max covered so quiet. I just uh, uh, now exchanged it on Amazon Echo Show second generation. That may also work as well. Uh, the Echo Show is also one of the better ones with the bigger speakers. I think it's keep it consistent as long as you're using the same system. Uh, oh, sorry. 
we're switching over lack of support and software updates uh, is is the beginning of I feel like HTC and, and LG is on its way uh, and then I, I it's been a challenge for quite some time this is one of LG's biggest I would say uh, hurdles that they need to kind of overcome it's the ability of supporting their their hardware and providing the, the updates that people want to see so those are the things that we haven't we want to be able to see those things come come through so I, I, I definitely agree with you on that one um, for games, uh, uh, there is reasoning, uh, you know, for shooters and anything fast-paced, uh, pausing uh, when... Okay, so I think Paco's pointing out, obviously, there's a reason why this feature is available, why do you, why you want that to be for games. Absolutely makes perfect sense. My concern with this is if you're running the game in full screen mode, so the initiation of full screen already tells you that it is present and it's prominent, it's sitting in, in, the, in the foreground, it's not sitting in the background as far as an element. It shouldn't be in that same manner. If you the dual display should initiate two instances of two devices, and I feel like this the the way it has it's been done right now, at least with Android, it's still treating the dual this, the second display as a layer, not as a separate separate device. So the phone still thinks it's running one, or at least the app thinks it's running on a device with one display, and all you did was switch to another app, meaning you opened another app, and this app is sitting in the background, so it's sitting in memory. That shouldn't be the case. And I think that's where the optimizations that I feel like the Surface Duo should give us because this by default is a dual display device. There is no one version, one display, right? You open it, you're there, um, and the experience is pretty much tailored to that. So if we get some of those benefits, if anything, it's the ability of allowing ga uh, games or even applications to recognize when they're sitting on a second display so that they're running things separately and allow it to run in the background. Again, content and watching content and want to be able to do things while you're watching your content is a big thing for us. We do it when we're watching TV. We do it when we're out and about. Uh, not that we're not efficient, but it's, again, sometimes you just want to listen to the thing. You know, maybe they're doing some story development in the video. You don't want to watch the whole thing and you want to be able to listen to it. Those are the things that you want to keep in mind. And I feel like um, from a development standpoint, until we start seeing more companies back this form factor, which is really nice to see the Surface Duo come in and Microsoft, a big company as it is, that's when we're going to start seeing the benefit. So I, I really look forward to seeing how that's going to be. Um, I love my Google Nest Hub Max. It, I, honestly, guys, so I uh, let me, sorry, I don't mean to obscure you there. So I have the Nest Hub, the smaller one here without the camera, and I put the Nest Hub Max in the kitchen. Absolutely fantastic. I had the Lenovo Smart Display, the big one, and it worked great and it does a great, does a great job, but Till you get the 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 till you get the Google one with the camera that does adjust, um, it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell how good that is. Um, Alosha, uh, um, Aljosa, um, hope, thank you very much for the super chat. Uh, a question there: Do you think LG will be able to uh, piggyback on the Surface Duo apps? Absolutely. The moment it's optimized to run, the moment applications are intended to optimize, they get optimized to run on the Surface Duo, by default, they'll jump over on the on the LG side. It's not necessarily mostly on LG's side. It's really on the app development uh, because as we saw with Netflix, Netflix used to work as a, uh, on the second display, perfectly fine, no problem. They updated it and they removed this functionality. So it tells you that it's not an LG situation. It's really more on the developer and recognizing that there is a second display and it's not that the app is being put in the background, so it's not sitting in memory, and it could still function and allow the sound to go through. There's the re there's the whole just instances of basically recognizing where your app is running, and I feel like it's not optimized for LG. It's such a small market. And again, thank you very much for that super chat right there. Um, 
sorry, I have to punch. Uh, I have a bunch of typos. I'm using voice to text while I'm driving and listening. Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, man, the mobile show, TK Bay, the mobile show. That's how we do it here. Uh, it's okay, man. It's okay. We're, we're kind of getting close to um, to the end of, as well. Kind of, we're kind of hitting the uh, that almost two hour mark. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, a second screen is treated as a physical, physical or virtual screen. I feel like at the end of the day, it's it's more about LG setting it up, and it is intended because LG knows it's running two displays and it's doing better. But the developers don't think of it that way because they don't see it. So till they develop and add that extra line, I, I have a feeling it's literally a line of code that should just basically intend. And I, sorry, when I say align, I don't mean physically align, but I'm saying it's not should not be that hard of a, a code to be able to optimize for that. But they need to have something that is big enough to actually call that attention. I feel like Surface, Microsoft will call that attention, not to say that LG is not important. But I feel like from a developer standpoint, when you're you're, you're targeting your 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 um your user base, you target generally the the wide version of your of your user, meaning the one that's most commonly used, and that's generally single device or single display devices, not uh, dual display devices. When Microsoft, with their power, they'll be able to fix that, and I, I really want to see that one coming in. Um. <laughs> I love my note, but I keep dropping it. Uh, we need to get better cases. I think that's going to be one of those things. And and I feel like with the new note, if, if it ends up being this way, I think that the size on those things are going to be where we need to make sure to protect them. I do have surprisingly a good number of cases here and coming, but I don't have the phone. So as soon as we get the phone, that's one of the things I want to keep that. Um, I need a TK hat and T-shirt to match uh, with mon uh, one across the podcast merch. So th the good thing that I'll have to say is this. The the same people or the same lady that, that you guys are using for across the podcast will be hooking it up and setting up a whole bunch of stuff. And as soon as I have that, I, I literally told her... Um, I'm going to be literally her first big customer because I'm going to be ordering a whole bunch of her stuff. So it's going to be one of those things. Definitely, for sure. Uh um, so I have one of my comments here. Uh, Abu Amr uh, is asking me. I wish he would have. He's saying, "I wish we would have the same uh, same kind of a thing here, like a live stream in Arabic." Um, you know, Abu Amr, I, I will I will I will say this. حجرب إن شاء الله بدي جرب أعمل واحدة باللغة العربية وشوف كيف بتصير إذا في إذا في عنا ناس كتير بتجيب تحكي. I will I will try it. Um, in the past, I've tried uh, commenting or I've done a live stream on both the English and the Arabic channel in English to kind of make sure that it worked with everybody. Um, and I did get some good response. So I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. Uh, but I, I should be able to try that as well. Um, at TK Bay, is that Mr. Bay in the chat? <laughs> Mrs. Bay? Yes, that was Mrs. Bay. Uh, she's making sure to keep tabs on the fact is. I have a feeling that the Note 20 will be going to her. That's uh, and I will make sure to get a good rugged case as well uh, to make sure that the the Note 10 experience is not as bad. Uh, it's there's nothing wrong with the phones. I just I think I just didn't give her a, a hard enough of a case to to protect with the drops. <laughs> but good eye, my friend. Good eye, Miss. Um, my Google Nest Hub Max uh, video called volume issues were when we were calling other phones and it continued after factory resetting. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, you maybe, maybe it does need a, a little bit of a, an update on that one. I did. Uh, mine had an issue at the beginning with a, with a weird software update, but then it got better when I reset it once. So that's why I was recommending it. Uh, oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for the super chat as well. Uh, always, always appreciate it. 
Scott is also in the comments as well. Uh, the cases that you have for the Note 20 Ultra, which ones do you think have the tallest lip? Um, so the ones that I received, uh, the, uh, man, I, I wish I had them handy there. I see them, they're like between other things. Um, I got a couple of cases. Um, I'm getting some cases from Ghost Tech. I'm getting some cases from VRS Design. Um, Picada is the one I got, but they're ultra thin uh, cases. They're not gonna, they're the ones I have are essentially ultra thin magnetic cases that work with a special car dock that you're able to charge your phone as when you're sitting it in the car and it magnetically clamped to your phone. They sent me the clamp and the dock for the 20, but not the ultra. They sent me a standard case, but they're all very, very thin cases. Um, carbon fiber feel very nice, very thin. So it's going to be a different, I mean, the Note 20 Ultra and the Note 20 are sharp devices on the corners. So you're not getting that rounded experience. This is one thing that Note's always does. So S20 likes to round the phones. Note like to make them sharp. So where it sits in your, in your, uh, kind of in your arm and it'll dig, this one kind of does that. So I'm hoping to see some cases that give us a rounded experience at that edge. So we'll see. Uh, but the ones I have right now are the Picada ones. VRS and Ghost Tech are sending me some cases as well. Oh, can't, sorry, before I forget. And of course, I ordered all the cases from Samsung. So we'll see how those go as well uh, with that being said. Okay, so with that being said, we are exactly at the one, uh, the two hour mark. I want to say thank you very much for everybody, for Matt, for uh, Andrew, for for Scott, of course, Paco as well, uh, in initiating Mrs. Bay as well, <laughs> uh, honey, I, I love you, and uh, of course uh, Sam, Matt, um, and of course Aditya in the comments, everybody else, uh, Raj, of course, and I, and then we we went through a lot. Ryu, I'm hopefully I'm, I'm covering everybody. Uh, Goran Petrovic as well, uh, Gary as usual. Um, and, uh, right. I hope, I think I got everybody else in there. I want to say thank you very much for spending some time with us, um, on, on Saturday. And of course it's Saturday morning with tech a little bit later today. I'm going to try to bring it back. Um, let me know what you guys think. Obviously like, and subscribe, make sure you be, uh, stay safe. Uh, the videos that I put out this week, obviously are, uh, are doing actually quite well. And I hope they do kind of continue. Uh, the Amazon live stream uh, situation is changing for me a little bit next week. So if you guys do follow me there as well, uh, there'll be more shorter live streams going on from now on on Amazon and more focused. Uh, and of course, we'll definitely get a chance to do some more coverage there. Uh, hit me up over on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Twitter will obviously be the best way to chat with me directly as TKBay8655. I'm sure you guys already know. Otherwise, it's TKBay here on YouTube. And of course, Tarek Bay on the Arabic channel if you guys also want to follow me there. Um, I will talk to Matt and set some time up for Matt, Sam, and I to play some uh, Call of Duty Warzone. I think it'll be a good, uh, a good experience and a good, a good way, good reason for me to sit in front of my G9 monitor and just play some more games. And uh, and I can call that work. That's how I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it work. <laughs> Sorry, that, she she always just uh, yeah, it is. So thank you very much. Be safe. Take care. Stay hydrated, especially if you're in LA. Stay indoors. The air is just not the best this week. Uh, and hopefully we'll start cooling down very shortly and the fires will actually um, kind of calm down. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you very, very much. This week again, episode 33 on August 15th in 2020. And uh, I'll see you guys next time.